Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. morning in Chicago, but Lou is waking up in New York City. Don't worry, he's still here answering your questions live all morning till 10, starting right now. Here he is, the man of the morning in his top hat, doing his line kicks. Come on, Lou, you can get that knee higher. Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. I mean, the knee, I can do the knee. I'm leaving today. I'm right now, I'm kicking... I'm doing great. I filed a police report with the New York City Police Department trying to get the license plate of the truck from last night. 857 Good morning. Lou Manfredini, House Smarts Radio. How can we help you this morning? Uh, yes, we're in New York City because... Uh, we uh, moved our son, our youngest son, Max, is uh, going into graduate school. And uh, as I mentioned, I, I, I filed a police report with the New York City Police. Uh, any re- any reason why I would do that, Dave or Andy or Lindsay, why it, I would do was that? Was it a fun night for you last night? No, it was. I want to see the, na- the, the license plate of the truck that hit me because I can barely move today. Uh-huh. I'm too old to be moving another oh. child into college. Okay, I got you. I, I was thinking something more sinister. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> Where and how did this happen? Oh, my God. What do you mean? I didn't really get hit by a truck. Oh, okay. <laughs> just feels like it. Yeah, it just you feels sounded like it. so it's serious. It's an old joke. You know, okay. it's like it's like the old joke, Dave, that I could probably say to you, maybe even Andy, Lindsay. Well, Lindsay now knows it because I've done it all the time. I'll see some young person with boxes in their hand, right? Their hands are full, right? And what will I say, Lindsay, when I see somebody with hands full and they're walking up to me and she's clearing a call? I don't think she can hear me. Um, I'll say, got a match? Oh, yeah. Right. right? <laughs> Back in the day when people smoked. Yep. Yep. Right? Yep. I can't say those things anymore. No, you can't say, I hadn't like, thought uh, of No, I don't have a match. I go, no, it's a, your your arms are full of things <laughs> and yeah, you walk right. up. Oh, pardon me. Do you have a match? <laughs> right. Never mind. I won't bring that up. And then there, so, are, there are various responses to that, which some of which we can't say on the air. Correct. No, we don't want to do that whatsoever. No, absolutely. Um, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about there, yeah. too. So anyway, we're here, uh, moved him into, uh, Max is starting a program at Pace University uh, as a graduate, uh, and he's getting, a, 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 he's going to get a master's in fine arts and acting. This is the kid that wants to be on Broadway. Congratulations. Nice. So he's pretty close to it. Yeah, I'd <laughs> say. He, right? Um, it actually is right down, uh, in, in the Pace University is in, um, lower Manhattan, kind of in the Tribeca area. And, uh, so yeah, it was a lot That's of fun. A fun they area. were very organized. That's a fun area. And yeah. Beautiful. It's a, it's a, it's beautiful here in New York. I hear it's beautiful in Chicago. So looks like it's going to be a nice labor day. Going to get hot. Yeah. Very hot. I got a really good word of the day for you, uh, people, nice. um, uh, coming up after seven o'clock this morning. And, um, uh, Lindsay's having uh, uh, she's going to reconnect she can't hear me right now but Andy mm-hmm. I know that Lindsay did her homework from last week did you I did not mm. 
All right. Reminded me well, of my school days. Sorry. We may. <laughs> Just why you got into radio. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we may we may end up talking about that, and then you may have to go back, uh, you know, afterwards to to make it happen. So, okay. Don't worry about it. All right. All right. Now you know how we start the show. We call you. You don't call us. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. We put up on our. Uh, my social media where you can climb in and you know say something hey you can call me first we spin the wheel we send you out a house marks radio pin that are uh kind of cute and you can put it on your hat on your blouse (laughs) and uh let's see all right we're gonna go to uh, park ridge we'll call you going to talk to uh, Linda in Park Ridge. Linda, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Well, good morning, Lou. Um, I talked to you a couple of weeks ago about my AM reception in my house. Oh, yeah. It's very staticky, and I haven't had any luck. I can't figure out who could help me, you know, trace this problem. I talked to my neighbor next door, and she doesn't have that problem. I had talked to an electrician, and he said, well, maybe there's something going up in my neighborhood, like a building or something. Yeah, and I, I'm just yeah. in, a, in a suburb. And it just one day it was working, the next day it wasn't. Um, I can carry a radio around the house. If I turn it just the right way, I'll get reception, maybe with <laughs> stand, a little bit of static. Stand on one foot and spin around. Oh, now, let me ask you, remind me, uh, Linda, where mm-hmm. is this radio currently? Well, right now it's sitting on my kitchen table, but okay. I've walked all over the house checking. Yeah, and, and I have a, a sound system. Didn't you tell me also, if I'm remembering this call right, that it's in the car too? Like when you approach the house? Yeah, in the in the garage. When, when it's you come in the, in the garage, garage, and as I pull out, it clears up. Mm-hmm. You don't want to just sit on the front lawn and listen to us. No, not at all. <laughs> Very inconvenient. What's that lady doing? Oh, she really loves WGN, so she sits on her front lawn, so there's no static. Um, I mean, well, the, your, the electrician may be correct, because I think I asked you to try plugging it into a different receptacle, correct? Yes. Uh-huh. And that didn't, it, 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 no matter where you go in the house, it's still no, there. No, no. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. It's just the way I, because I've been carrying a portable radio around the house trying to see where, you know, just a certain position it can come in pretty well. But Oh, so you you, know, you've been just, carrying a radio that has batteries, so it's not plugged into anything. Right. And, then and that, I have tried. I have one radio that's plugged in, but the only way it'll work is if I turn it. Right. Um, I like to have it facing me, but I turn it 90 degrees, and then it's perfect. Right. Um, right. So it's really a mystery. Right. So my guess is it, there, there could be some, well, there could be a couple things. So, you know, within electricity, I mean, I don't know how far you want to, um, how far you want to go with this. Um, but you know, it's, there, there's a thing in, in electricity called phases and it could be that you lost a phase in the area with, uh, with the utility uh-huh. that's causing okay. some of this static, but that would be like a general, what the electrician said is correct. Now, where you live is just a bunch of houses? Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. you're in like a suburb of Park Ridge. Do you live near any right. kind of commercial building? Did a new cell phone tower, or is there a cell phone tower nearby? Not that I know of, but yeah. um, 
Because you know what happens is they have these they have these towers and then they have different services that then put up their own receiver in there and that can be something there as well. The only way that I know. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to ask how I would who 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 could trace this for me, figure out. I, I I think in the end you won't um, because if you've if it if it's coming into the house and there's some kind of static that's happening inside the house the, the other thing it could be let's think about this all right um, um, do you have any power strips in the house yes okay and what do they power my television. Okay, and is it is it a and then and then my computer, you know, my where my so computer it's like is a, it is it's like a um uh you know like a um I'm blanking. Sorry, I'm so tired from moving people in. Um, a uh, you know, <laughs> so it doesn't get uh, you know, so it it's a it protects the electricity on the uh, on the TV, right? Surge protector. Well, yeah, I assume right. so. Yeah. Okay. So let's try so. this. Let's try this. Unplug that entirely mm -hmm. because maybe that's causing the static so a lot of times it can so the way you're going to trace this is anything that you have plugged into your house a lamp mm -hmm. um, a power a surge protector right anything like that unplug it and see if that changes it changes. and if okay. what i would do i would start with that surge protector by the tv Okay, and mm -hmm. unplug that while you're listening to the radio. If all of a sudden you're like, oh, my gosh, it sounds great, then we need to replace yeah. that surge protector. Okay. Will you, do, will you, will you, right. will you try that this morning and, and call me back before 10 o'clock and let me know? Otherwise, sure. Otherwise, the only definitive way that you're going to do this is, do you own a smart speaker? Like, um, like an Alexa or a Google Home? Yeah, I do. Okay. So, and you have internet in the house, correct? Yes. All right. It is it is different, but it's the same show when you hear everybody. You can mm -hmm. just tell that smart speaker to play WGN radio. And that might that might well, interfere. It will I be mean, 100%. Percent, it will be 100% crystal clear and in stereo. And if, mm -hmm. if, 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 the, if the wonderful and talented Orion Samuelson was still on our air, his voice would be even deeper. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Try I'll unplugging that thing things. and then call me back before 10, okay? Okay, fine. Thank you. You, you have a great much. day. Appreciate you calling this morning. 857-557-4LU. 857-557-4568. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. That's right, we've all got our issues. I've been getting this constant leak in my basement every time it rains. And if yours are about the home, you're going to want to call Lou. My toilet keeps spitting back up at me when flushing, and it's really gross. That's Lou Manfredini. He's here live taking your calls right here on House Smarts Radio. Why do you build me up, Welcome back. House Smarts Radio, Lou Manfredini, 857-557-4LOU. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. want to tell you about uh, Family Fest is coming up September 10th. That's, uh, oh my gosh, is that next Sunday? Yeah. Um, 
from 11 to 6 p.m. Uh, it's uh, going to be happening on Sunday, September 10th, 2023. Adult tickets are 10 bucks. Children's are $5. Uh, Misericordia Heart of Mercy is at 6300 North Ridge Avenue at Devon. They're looking for volunteers along with attendees as well. Free parking is available over at SNC Electric, who's always been so kind to Misericordia, and they'll have shuttle buses throughout the day. There's music, entertainment, and uh, the, um, <clears throat> well, everybody's going to be there. It's really a lot of fun, and um, if you can come out, it's really a, just a great day of uh, family fun, and uh, it's just great. It's just wonderful. So come out. If you'd like more information, go to misericordia.org. Or there's also um, a phone number you can call, 773, um, hold on, I just lost the number, 773-273-2744, 773-273-2744 for uh, information about Family Fest, which is coming up. 857-5574-LOU, 857-557-4568. This is John in Des Plaines. Hey, John, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hi, Lou. Um I'm calling from Des Plaines. I'm living in a condo here in downtown Des Plaines, and I was going to replace my uh, tub and tile in the front bathroom. Okay. Um, wondering who I could get to come in and, and put it put in a walk-in shower. That's what I want to. Uh, that's what I want to have done. Got it. You know of any good company that would do a good job for me? I do. I do. Um, <clears throat> have you heard me talk about access? Um, uh, all about access.com is the website, but, um, they, they're all about, um, helping you stay in your home and building, um, additions or uh, building a shower, walk-in shower, if you'd like, um, uh, from soup to nuts. And they do a really, really, uh, good job. And I would have them come in and do that. I've, I've gotten several, comments from listeners who've had them do this very job for them and they were thrilled with the work so the company is called access i have the phone number if you'd like okay it's 844-IL as in illinois i-l lifts l-i-f-t-s so they you know their big thing is they can put in a grab bar they can put in a stair lift or they can put in an elevator they can even remodel a bathroom so that it's more accessible and easier for you to use. Okay. Is this, uh, you, pro- you probably don't know, but can, how soon can they come up and do it? I know, I know I tried to do this like two years ago through the pandemic, and, uh, you know, you had the supply chain problems and everything like that. Is well, that, I, that I, I, I mean, I don't. Companies? So the supply chain stuff has definitely gotten better. That That is definitely um, not as an issue. How busy they are and how quickly they can turn this around, I don't know. I mean, um, you know, in something like this, you know, there's probably going to be a permit involved. And so that takes a little bit of time with cities and villages. But, um, you know, I, I, it isn't, in other words, I don't think you're in a situation where if you contacted them now, they would say to you, Hey, John, you know, we can get there in April. I don't think it's that situation. I, I, I think that um, okay. I think that if you were to contact them now, it could, it could I'm not going to definitively say this, but I think you could get it done before the end of the year. Okay, okay. And one other thing, I was thinking about two, and I've heard some people do it. They would put the, um, I think the, the uh, they put 
put the tub and shower or they, they just replace it. You know what I mean? They don't take it out. They just put a cover over it. Is that put a is cover? That, uh, put a cover. Good over thing it. to do or not? What do you mean put a cover over it? You mean leave the tub and then? Yeah, yeah. Just put a facing over the top of the tile in the tub. Oh, you mean like uh, like uh, putting a um, <clears throat> like a company like Rebath or something like that, where they um, yeah yeah that just come in and put a liner, and, right? But yeah, but, exactly. But are yeah, you? The but then you still have to step over the tub. Are you trying to avoid yeah. that? Um. Well, yes and no. But like I say, it, if that's if, if that would be cheaper to do. Well, I mean, um, so look, if you did a if you did a if you did a tub surround, okay. That you definitely could get done quicker, and you know, the, but then the tub would stay. They would put a, a liner over the tub. They'd put a liner over the walls. It looks, I think the stuff looks great, and it's it's definitely way cheaper. Um, you know, I'm going to say, you know, if you were going to remodel and do the shower and you know have somebody like an access, you know, it's thousands and thousands of dollars to do that. But then you have yes. a nice shower base, and you know, and it'll look really, really nice. The a tub surround will also look nice, not as nice as a custom tile job and everything like that. But now you're talking about you know three grand or something like that to do that, and they come and do it in one day. But then you're stepping over the mm -hmm. tub, mm -hmm. right? So okay. I guess the question for you is, you know, what's your long term plan? In other words, is is it like I really need to do this? And I'm going to stay here for 10 years. Now, could you get 10 years out of a surround? Absolutely. It's what you want it to okay. look like in the end. Okay. Why don't you All get, right, why don't you get you yeah, get both estimates and then you decide what fits you uh, for, you know, the best. That would be the best way to go. Appreciate the phone call. 857-5574-LU. That's how it works. I give you the phone number. You call. Lindsay says, Hello. And uh, then we put you on the air and answer any kinds of questions you have about your home. Right now, let's head into the WGN Radio Newsroom and check in with Dave Schwan. Need some help with that home project? I'm going to stop you and I'm going to tell you that I don't want you to put this on your roof. And the reason is... Need a second opinion? You'd probably be better off trying to do this as opposed to something that's going to be a different color. Do you think you've tried everything? It's going to melt the wax, absorb the wax, mm. and then you're mm -hmm. just going to take a clean rag and wipe up whatever's left. Now back to your handy host. Well, why didn't I think of that? Lou Manfredini <laughs> and House Smarts Radio. Water and electric... Welcome back. 857-557-4LOU. 857-557-4568. This is a beautiful name, Lucerne, who's calling us from Normal, Illinois. Good morning, Lucerne. Good morning, Lou, and thank you. Um, question about a roof. I live in a um, duplex, and I do believe the roof really needs to be replaced. I don't know its exact age, but I suspect it's well into the 15 to 20-year area. Okay. The kids next door really can't afford to roof their side, so <laughs> I'd, I'd like to roof the whole thing for them, but can't. So I was wondering if half a roof has ever successfully been done. Well, I mean, in a situation well, in, a, in a situation like that, Lucerne, I think you'd be wasting your money because if you 
you know, they they can weave it in, and A, it won't look good, okay? Oh. Because you'll have a nice new flat-lying, you know, roof shingle, and then they'll weave it into the old roof, and chances are when they try to do that, they'll damage some of that roof and end up having to, you know, go until they don't damage it. And the other problem is when you have a shared, you know, if I'm picturing this right, if you have a duplex, right, you have a big wide roof, right? And in the middle is the wall between your two units, right? Yes, sir. But in a blowing rain, if it rains on the neighbor's side of the roof, it could blow across the roof, right? So if there's a leak on that old roof, potentially it could leak into your place even with your new roof. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, actually. It does. So, um, I mean, unfortunately, are you are you? No, let me. Okay, so you're in a duplex, so you have no association. It's just you and the other homeowner. Exactly. And you're responsible as a as a as a pair for this roof. I would guess that is the situation. Okay, yes. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's, and are you experiencing any leaks or anything like that, or you're just trying to stay ahead of it? I'm just trying to stay ahead of it. Right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, in a perfect world, it all gets replaced at one time. Now, up here, <laughs> well, but I mean, here in the Chicagoland area, and I, and I don't, uh, you know, there are, um, there are roofing contractors, then this may be the tr true down and normal as well, that do offer financing of roofs, you know, or, I mean, if, if it's a cost thing uh, with the neighbor, I mean, I don't know how involved you want to get into, you know, their financial situation, but um, have you even gotten estimates yet for the roof? No, I have not. Yeah, I mean, maybe the first step is to... Um, call a couple of roofing contractors, you know, it's the type of thing that they can probably in a, in a duplex, they can drive around and they may not even have to get up on the roof. Are there any protrusions on the roof? Are there dormers or anything like that? Or is it just basically a flat roof on both sides that comes to, I mean, flat meaning it comes to a point with a ridge. Mm, there are protrusions. There are. Okay. So that, you know, adds a little bit to the install cost. Um, there is a great website for finding professional contractors that you could use down in normal. And it's the National Roofing Contractors Association. And their website is nrca.net. C-A.net. Yeah, and if you went to that website, you could find, you plug in your zip code, it'll populate a bunch of different contractors in your area. And I mean, at the very, you know, at the very least, um, you could at least get some estimates and then share that with the neighbors and say, you know, this is the kind of thing that it kind of looks like it's old and, uh, you know, we're at that age and, and from a resale perspective, right. And maybe this is a younger couple when they go to sell the place, they're going to look up at that roof and say, well, you know, I need a credit because that roof needs to get replaced. And so it, it may be beneficial to them if it's at all possible. Well, I will try to, I will do, as you say, and I will try to present it in that light. I mean, they're good kids. I couldn't ask for better neighbors. Yeah. I really couldn't. That's so nice. But, <laughs> what they really are. But, um. You think that, uh, Lucerne, do you think they say the same thing about you? <laughs> oh, golly. I don't know. <laughs> 
be an interesting question. Right, it would be. Yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, there's that lady, Lucerne, again. Oh, you know how those old people are. Uh, <laughs> and I are that okay, is funny. Okay, well, then I will um, do as you suggest, and um, maybe I can... Golly, it's so hard being young today. You've got so many different expenses. Right, right. Uh, but, but I would take it back. Re- after how I feel of after how I feel of moving our son in yesterday back to another college dorm, I would take it back right now. I was like, it was a heck of a oh. it was a heck of a lot easier to move Quinn into Michigan in twenty fourteen or whatever year it was that he moved went to college than it is now. Let me tell you. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Lucerne, have a lovely day. I appreciate you calling this morning. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou eight five seven five five seven. Four five six eight is our phone number. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. Who knew they had one in New York? But they do. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. You're listening to Lou Manfredini. Here he is now, right here on House Smarts Radio. It was Labor Day weekend. I was seventeen. I bought a Coke and some gasoline, and I drove out to the county fair. Happy Labor Day weekend. Eight five seven five five seven four. Lou is our phone number. And it I love this song. Right then and there. Oh, say the sky made a perfect sunset, and that's the day Go back I to the phone lines. I had a barbecue stain on my white T-shirt. She was this is uh, Jim in Northbrook. Hey, Jim. Good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. Hey, I'm hoping you have a creative solution for me. <laughs> I've got a. Uh, yeah, I've got a downspout drain on the back of our house that runs into an underground clay pipe. And we discovered after having a contractor do some foundation work that the drain seems to be clogged with uh, e gravel. And, and where they were doing this work was a, a, a dog run right adjacent to the pipe. So I'm sure they excavated, dumped all the dirt there, and a bunch of the pea gravel ran down in there. And I reached down as far as I could to clean it, about 18 inches with my hand. Uh, I've tried a shop vac to get it out. I've tried a garden auger bit to kind of run it out. No luck with anything. And, uh, and I'm wondering if you have any creative ideas that might help me clean this out. So the, the downspout goes into a clay pipe. That runs underground. Yep. That how- ultimately runs out to the sewer. Okay. And do we? And how long is that pipe? So underground. Uh, the my guess is it runs probably about two feet underground before it turns to the street. And the reason I say that is when the foundation company was and where they were excavating to do the foundation work was literally right around the corner where this drain pipe is, and they exposed and actually broke the run that runs to the street. Now, they were really good about replacing that run, but it, it gave me an idea of how far underground that run is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, all right, so we know that they broke the pipe. We know that they fixed the pipe. Correct. But now we feel like there's gravel and pea gravel clogging this. Positive that there's pea gravel okay. clogging it. All right. And you want to attempt this repair on your own? If I can. Okay. Like, I, I can call somebody to come excavate well, again. No, no, no. I'm... So, because this is why, I mean, you, so you, 
uh, gym can go rent a sewer camera. Hmm, okay. And then what you're going to do is you're going to take the downspout out and you're going to drop this thing into the pipe and you're going to slowly push it through the pipe and then you're going to see the pea gravel. And the clarity on this camera is unbelievable, right? You're going to, and now you have the ability. Now there's the more sophisticated ones. I don't know if you rent these, but they have a locator. So you push the thing on the end and then you walk with a a little, almost like a, uh, like you were at the beach, you know, um, uh, trying to find mm-hmm. coins in the sand, and then it's like, boom, there it is right there. Now you can either... Oh, well, I can see the pea gravel just looking down at... Yeah, I can see the pea gravel just looking down in the pipe. Oh, you can't. Yeah, like, and I can, re- you know, again, I could reach, you know, 18 inches down there to just be able to reach it, but not far enough to really be able to clear it out. Right. So it, it's right where, like, the pipe goes down... And then, again, it goes down about 18 inches, and then it turns to go around the corner of the house, which I think is where it's full up. Right. See, the problem is there's no, there's nothing, there's no device I can give you that can go down there and reach the pea gravel and pull it out that I can think of. I mean, yeah, that, you, and, and that, was, that you, was why I wanted to call and see if you had any ideas right. about it. You could have a, you could have a, um, you could have a plumber come with a, a rotter with a bigger head on it to basically push it through but then we're just pushing the gravel and it could you know then in a heavy rainstorm yep, exactly it could my concern so the only yep. real way to clear this is to locate where the pea gravel is dig it up is it is it the landscaping all been replaced and looks nice now well it, well it's um it runs under a sidewalk so the sidewalk has all been replaced. Okay. So we'll be excavating but, uh, squares of the sidewalk. Well, could I? Going could I? There. Could I excavate on both sides of the sidewalk? Because uh, I mean, if so I get because if I can get on both sides yeah, of the side, what's if, challenging it, is it goes into a patio that we just had repoured. <laughs> you know, we might right. be able to actually. We might be able to ex- excavate on the side of the sidewalk and go down and come in in an angle. And I'm not going to do that. Obviously I'll hire somebody to do that. Right. Um, but that might, that might be a good approach to it. Um, so, you know, who's very good at this and does this work, uh, is a friend of mine, um, Joe Polina from Tommy Polina landscaping. Great. Yep. And so their, their kind of, their specialty is yard drainage. And I mean, they're, they're a full service landscape contractor, but he has found this niche where they are very good at this, and they have all the equipment to do it. Okay. So uh, I can give you the phone number if you'd like. It's yeah, fantastic. Eight four seven six nine eight six eight six eight. Very good. I will give them a call. Thank you, Lou. Yep. Good luck. Uh, I, that's that's a tough one uh, and a bummer. I know that that really is a bummer. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. Let's get one more call in here. This is Larry in Bartlett. Hey, Larry. Good morning. Good morning, Lou. Good morning, sir. Uh, I'm sitting here in my basement doing my neck exercises, staring at my crawl space that Permaseal encapsulated for me about eight years ago, and I absolutely love it. <laughs> I I love that you're looking at your encapsulated 
uh, uh, crawl space doing your neck exercises. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I I had an accident in my neck and my lower back, so I'm doing exercises. Good, good, good. Uh, uh, reason I'm calling, uh, we did some major. I don't know if you call it remodeling, but we redid our kitchen, um, took out all the carpets, some really dumb flooring that we let our nephew who calls himself a contractor do years ago. Uh, back at uh, early 2019, we put down, uh, I think it's three and a half inch wide oak floors throughout the whole first floor downstairs. The prep, and it worked great. I mean, it was beautiful. It was not a sound. Well, the last six or seven months, we now have all kinds of squeaking primarily in between the kitchen and the family room. And about half of it is right above where a bunch of the air conditioning ducts are. Um, I thought about putting some wood screws through the oak flooring into the underlayment, but my wife probably would not take kindly to that idea. So I was wondering from the bottom, from the basement, and you know the rafters are all exposed, is there anything I can do? I've had two contractors at the house. One guy said, yeah, I can do it, but I got to do a, a whole bunch of stuff. And a second guy said, uh, you're going to waste your money and it won't be any good. When you walk over by the floor where it's squeaky, are there, in other words, is it, do you feel the floor moving or not really? No, I, I, I don't feel the floor moving okay. at all. Okay. But you can, you can come to a spot where it's like, oh, this is right where it squeaks and I can feel it squeaking. Yes. Okay. And, um, uh, okay. So there's a couple things, right? It could be the wood, but it also could be the, it could be the subfloor underneath it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that subfloor was put in in 1984. Right. So, you mean, so, all right. So here's what I would do in the area where, you know, and is it a kind of a localized area where it's squeaking? Um, there's like three areas that are probably maybe four feet by five feet there. Okay. You know, right, of course, right in the middle of the kitchen, right, right in right. the middle but of if, the dining but area. If I, but if I go underneath, you said the, the floor joists are exposed. So if I go underneath and I look up, I'm like, all right, that's the spot right there. And I can see the floor joists and I can see the subfloor when I look up, correct? Correct. Okay. So this is what I, you're going to do two things. Um, you're going to go to the lumber yard and buy some two by twos. Okay. And where the joist meet the subfloor, and you're going to buy the appropriate screws in length, and you're going to get a couple of tubes of, um, like PL 400 or liquid nails or something like that. Right. So you're going to cut the two by two and say, right, this is that four foot section that's squeaking here. These four these four floor joists are where I've determined that this is where the squeak is coming from. And you're going to take that two by two and you're going to lay a bead of liquid nails on two sides, the 90 degree that's going to go in the, in the corner, in the 90 degree corner between the subfloor and the top of the floor joists where they meet. Does that make sense? Okay. I'm with you. Okay. And you're going to drive deck screws so you're going to get like a, a Torx head deck screw and go sideways first. You're going to shove it up in there, right? And you're going to kind of go on the, uh, from the corner of the two by two to suck this 
two by two against the top edge of the um, of the joist. So that those screws are going to be like three inches long, right? Because I want to go through the two by two into the two by floor joist, right? Yeah, the, yeah, two, yeah, these two by twelve. Okay. Then I need to take a screw and go up, and I need to grab the subfloor and maybe a little bit of the wood floor. So that's where the screw length is critical. So that subfloor is probably three quarters of an inch. We're going through inch and a half, right? So right. Uh, so now we've got inch and a half. We've got uh, two and a quarter inch screw. I would do a two and a quarter inch deck screw and make sure you don't dig into the two by two, that you just bury the head just a little bit, okay? Okay. And then, so the idea is that we're going to screw the two by two in each one of those joists, and then we're going to let, and then we're going to stay off that floor and let that glue dry for 24 hours. Oh, okay. Um, the, the two by twos, when I cut them, um, should I leave them a hair or two longer so I can, I you know, sure, like, yeah, count, I don't care pound them in with a hammer to make sure they're, they're tight? You're, when, oh, okay. The, what's yeah, going to so. hold them is was the screws. But the key is once you set these up, we're trying to tighten up the subfloor, and then we're going to see what happens. And then if that doesn't work, then you're going to take appropriate screws and go up through the subfloor into the wood floor and suck the wood down. Okay. But you got to be on the money here because if you poke through with the screw, what's your wife's name? Uh, Marianne. Marianne's not going to be happy. I got to let you go because I am. Uh, I am so late. What is, what is it? You know what? I I'm so late right now. It's like because I'm in New York. It's a New York minute. See what I did there? Uh, we'll be right back. Up in the morning and out to school. Time now for our word of the day. I don't understand. Some of the words are a little too sophisticated for you. It doesn't make any sense. It might be paradoxical on a home improvement show. Well, of course it does. It's smart. I used a thesaurus. On every word? Yep. But we like to teach you a thing or two. They are warm, nice people with big hearts. And that became their humid, prepossessing homo sapiens with full-sized aortic pumps. Now back to Lou on House Smarts Radio. Up in the morning and out to school. That's what we try to do here, make you smarter. Our word of the day is a favorite of Dave Schwan. It's the reason we get him to fill in for uh, Don Kleppen. I look forward to this. Oh, well, I get to be part of the word of the day. Andy, I think, likes it too. Uh, I I already have a use for this word. All right. I already have it. I mean, I... You know, I don't have, uh, when I travel, I don't have all my things to, all my buttons to make my sounds and stuff. Oh, but no. Are, are we ready, gentlemen, for well, the word? Sure am. Let's do it. Yep. Bedraggled. Oh, I know that word. I have no idea. <laughs> that, describes, a, that describes oh. me every day. <laughs> right. Well, well, there you go. Okay, so Shwani's done. Uh, dirty and disheveled. Oh, Okay. <laughs> After we moved Max into uh, his new dorm at Pace University yesterday, I was bedraggled. Uh, I can imagine, yes. Good one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Bedraggled. Uh, it's an adjective, and so B-E-D-R-A-G-G-L-E-D. Bedraggled. So for you gentlemen, if you can 
Oh, I just spelled it with, okay, two G's. I spelled it with one. Two, two G's, G's are better okay. than one. Got it. Uh, we tricked two G's you. are better than one. Yeah, we tricked right? you. Exactly. Okay. Uh, so our word of the day is bedraggled. And I was thinking, I was talking to Bob Ferguson, uh, you know, off the air. Um, the word, you know, we always try to get things sponsored. Word of the day has, who would we get to be the word of the day? Webster's. Oh, the Webster's Dictionary or the libraries. <laughs> They're in the oh, news yeah. a lot. They're like the Chicago know, Public Library. Chicago, system. sponsored by your Chicago Public Library. Ah, I love it. When you I need, like you need words. Or a need si- how about a sign? We've got a lot of them. A sign maker. What about that? A sign maker. Yeah, yeah a billboard by pass signs. Yeah, they put a lot of words right. together. Right or um, or a, a billboard company. Billboard yeah. company. That's, sure. Yeah. Right. Right. We could do, you know what, we get to say, you know, in radio, we love to trade, right? We could do a trade with the billboard company. They could sponsor Word of the Day, and then they could put WGN Radio up on their billboards. Oh, yes, I like that very much. Right? Let's There's do that. a win-win, win. yes. The win-win right there. Mm-hmm. Bedraggled. Bedraggled. Brought to you by, what is the name of uh, one of those uh, the billboard old companies? Was it White Way or something like that? Or? White Way, right. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if that's still White Way. There's another one, though. Uh, uh, Clear Channel. Clear Channel. That's a, uh, they, they, do they still own radio stations? I don't know. I think so. Sure they do. Yeah. 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 Um, real quick, I didn't mention this, but uh, I was so sad, and poor Lindsay got all upset when she heard it, too, that Jimmy Buffett passed away at 76 years old. Right. Yeah. Yep. That's yep. so sad. Terrible. Yeah. I mean, and I think was... all of us have a little sweet spot for You're Jimmy right. Buffett music. You're oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's got a connection. It was the first, I think it was the first, well, show that I went to with my dad. Him wow. and I, and we saw that Margaritaville, the um, musical, if you remember. You even. Oh, my God. You were out of your mind about I that know. musical. We even interviewed one of the guys on the show. I know. I yeah. know. I love, I just love him and everything he's done. And, and I'm, it made me very sad. I teared up. Well, t- and, and talking to Bob Ferguson, uh, when Steve Cochran was here on WGN Radio uh, a number of years ago, he came into the studio, Jimmy Buffett, for an interview of something. Yeah. And he famously does not perform like when he does radio interviews, but somehow Steve got him to do that. And Bob got to mix him as he played oh, on our nice. air. Isn't no cool? way. Yeah. Which, you know, if you're an engineer and you're a sound yeah. person, that's kind of a fun thing to be able to do and say. So that was kind of a cool thing for Bob to be able to do. Yeah, I, was, so. I was telling Schwanny today that the only time I ever saw him in concert was at the Super Bowl in 2007. Uh, on South oh, this Beach. is a good story. He was playing yeah. at he was playing at the Clevelander. It was sold out, and there was no way to get a ticket. It was like twenty five hundred bucks a ticket. Wow. We managed a bunch of us, a bunch of my uh, beat writer friends of mine at that time, and we went right outside the snow fence that they had set up at the back of the of the place and watched it on a monitor and heard the whole thing. Oh, for wow. free. That's awesome. Wow. He was incredible. Yeah. Two and a half hours he played. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are just fun. Saw you know so much of his music just kind of puts you in a good mood, right? Totally. It's oh, you yeah. know, and um, man, that's really sad. I, I, I said to Lindsay, and she's not there yet, but uh, Schwani and Andy, you're sort of there. Uh, you know, we're at that age where a lot of these legends, you yeah. know, who are older than us, are that we're, we're in a, a bad stretch of time right now. Yeah, because they're, is young. because they're getting Very up young. in age. Yeah, seventy six is not right. Old. I mean, you know, you look at you know the Rolling Stones and you know all these all sure. these big, you know these big arena bands. You know, they're, they, all these guys are in their seventies and eighties now. And and 
I don't know about Jimmy Buffett, but you know, a lot of those guys lived some pretty hard lives. Oh, yeah. So, you know, that that put a, a toll on their bodies and um yeah, they never really did say specifically what uh was wrong with uh, Jimmy yeah. Buffett. Just a, He was they, ailing though, right? He, he was, was Ill. yeah, they said yeah, it was an undisclosed illness and that is why he had to cancel the tour. Um, last year that uh, he was scheduled to do. And then Andy pointed out, we've been using this in the news, he was the first performer at Wrigley Field in uh, 2005. Uh, oh, the very first concert. Yeah, the really? first concert. You were there? That was the concert? Yeah, it was yeah. Labor Day weekend. Uh, well, no, I went before. We went to, we went to Elkheim, was, too, had to have growing been, up. Yeah. September 4th and 5th of 2005. So, wow. yeah. Too bad. 17 years ago, this uh, coming uh, Monday. Too bad. Yeah. Rest in peace, Jimmy Buffett. He's, You know what he's doing right now? He's having a cheeseburger in paradise. Yes, sir. <laughs> See what I did there? I like that. Well played. <sighs> I mean, for a guy that's bedraggled. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving away the, the real meaning of the word here, which we were, we're, we're going to incorporate that in the news at 8 o'clock. All right, good. That's yep. good. All right, well, here you go. Bedraggled. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. By the way, uh, coming up uh, a little bit later on this morning, we, we have our new Lou two coming up, which is good. But um, on Sunday mornings, um, when Schwani typically works with Dean, uh, right before Dean's show, there's a show called the Workers Mike, and I don't know if you've listened to it. It's on from eight to nine on Sunday mornings, but uh, it is hosted by. A couple of gentlemen, Ken Edwards, uh, who happens to be the executive director of the Midwest Coalition of Labor, and Ed Maher, who's the communication director of the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 150, which, Lindsay, we got to work on that because remember how I always want to do like a Father's Day thing where we get a bunch of guys to come out on Father's Day and operate equipment? That would be a good one. We could do with Local 150. Like go out to some field. It could be we we could do it for Father's Day and Mother's Day because I'm an equal opportunity lover of operating heavy equipment. Anyway, uh, their show is very interesting, um, and I, I I listen to it. I, I actually listen to it a lot because uh, they podcast the show about uh, labor and the contributions that labor has had uh, to our society. And, you know, there's a lot of this talk nowadays and, uh, you know, a lot of uh, workers and workers' rights and union rights and the benefit of it all. And I, I, I like their show. And, and uh, so in honor of Labor Day, right, which you shouldn't be working on Labor Day, especially with the hardworking men and women of, of organized labor, um, we're going to talk with them after 830 this morning. It's a, a nice conversation about what they do and who they represent. And uh, it's a good show. You should listen to it Sunday mornings uh, from 8 to 9 a.m. here on WGN Radio. Let's do this. 857-5574. Lou Lindsay will line up some phone calls and uh, we will uh, take a quick break and we'll be back right after this. Hey, we all have that love-hate relationship with our homes, right? There's so much electricity in this house. I can't even comb my hair. It stands out like I just stuck my finger in an electric socket. But you've got to be nice to your house. In frustration, I banged that box with my fist and the heat started again. And I thought, oh, I fixed it. <laughs> then it will be nice to you. But now I'm popping up on my bed and hitting it with a baseball bat. So if you're looking for other ideas now's the time to call lou he's taking your calls live right here on house smarts radio hey how you doing baby you look mighty fine i figured i might come your way welcome back roll up on you with that golden eight five seven five five seven four lou 
So we get here to New York uh, yesterday. We took an early morning flight. We, you know, Max, we just brought a bunch of bags, right, of stuff. And uh, so we had so many bags that I went to go get the rental car and then was going to drive back instead of carrying all these bags, right? How long did I wait at the car rental place to get my car? Ten minutes. Three hours. What? Three oh hours. My God. I mean, I'm thinking to myself, who does move in on Labor Day weekend? Wow. And so um, I just like in this line outside in the sun, and there was this poor little family with a little girl who was just, it's so, so hot and it's so, I'm so hot. She was like, poor little girl was. And so like, I was like, here, I'll position myself and block the sun for you. <laughs> I go stand behind me. <laughs> and I just stood there for three hours. And amazingly, you would think that everybody would be out of their minds. Everybody was kind of like, okay, it is what it is. Everybody was super, there were, you know, like six, four to six people. And when I finally got to the counter, because I was outside wrapped around the building to begin with, um, you know, working really hard to do whatever. And, uh, you know, Mary Beth got some deal on a car, so I didn't have any status on this particular uh, car dealership. And they were very apologetic and, you know, the car was there and, but three hours. Yeah, that's a, that's a wait. I tried to underestimate, but I wasn't expecting you to say that. Three hours. <laughs> Eight, five, seven, five, five, seven, four, Lou is our phone number. This is Art in Burridge. Hey, Art, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Morning, Lou. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. I have a problem with, uh, I have two showers in my uh, home and I have problems with the channels being loose. And I know you can tighten down some screws and so forth, but uh, I can't do that. I'm a, a handicap. Uh, the that, channels, so. you mean, uh, on your shower door? Yeah, the sliding, the sliding channel. Uh, the, the glass is sliding on, on channels. Okay, and the channels are loose yeah. on the vertical walls or the... Yes. Got it. The vertical wall. Got it. And so you can see the screws. You just have a, a, an issue with trying to get it tightened up for you. Yes, correctly. Okay. Or so, put a longer screw in. I haven't tried that. Got but it. I, I, I take it. I get somebody. I try to call a couple glass places to see if they would do it. They don't. They say they don't handle that stuff. Got it. I'm looking for somebody to do it because uh, I'm handicapped. And- Understood. Um, so there is. Um, they really should advertise on this radio show, but um, there is a handyman service that Ace Hardware now has called Ace Handyman Services. And okay. they are, and it's a, it's a new division of Ace Hardware, and um, it's a separate, like it's a separate entity, but Ace Hardware is kind of the parent company. So if you go online and look up Ace Handyman Services, you should find someone in the Burr Ridge area, I'm pretty sure they work out that way, and a phone number and a okay. connection there, and then this is right up their alley, which what they would do. And they could send someone out, um, you know, and I think it's relatively affordable. But, you know, what I would tell you with any of these handyman services, whomever you hire, you know, obviously you have this one issue. But you may have some other things, too, that you need to get taken care of, too, right? And it's a great idea to kind of piggyback those on there because they typically have a trip charge and a minimum time 
You know what I mean? Where they maybe say, okay, we'll be there for an hour. And, you know, something like this could be a very easy fix. And it's a good idea to know in advance, like, hey, could you do this? Could you do this as well? Which would be a good thing to, to, to do. Okay. I wonder, would it be better off maybe just changing out the channel portion of those? Well, I mean, if they're, if and they're, not, how, how do uh, they, how do they look? They look pretty decent. As far as yeah. I mean, I, I mean, if it's just an issue that they're loose, I, I don't know that you got to change it all out. And the thing is, if you were going to do that, they could probably help you with that as well, but they would have to order that, you know, to get it to, to match and everything. Right. But, right. It, you know, that, that, that isn't the hardware for shower doors and stuff. is not a big deal. That shouldn't be a problem, but give that, uh, when you do call them, say, Hey, I got your number from Lou Manfredini. He said, He's going to stop giving you free advertising. Okay. I'll, I'll do that for you. Uh, I appreciate the phone call. Uh, we got to bump up against here so we can go into the WGN uh, radio newsroom. Uh, our phone number is 857 Our new to Lou 2, something to protect your pup if they get lost. Coming up after this report of news with Dave Schwann. Now for Noodle Loo 2. I just love noodles. No, not noodle. New to New to Loo. Good times, noodle salad. No noodles. It's new to Loo. But he does love a good pasta. Now we eat, okay? One up I eat everybody. Now back to Lou Manfredini, New to Loo 2, and House Smarts Radio. Papa's got a brand new bag. Our New to Loo 2 is sponsored by. ChevyDriveChicago.com. When you need a new ride, you need a new Chevy. We just sent um, our dogs to get groomed, you know, Flo and uh, Enzo. Oh, Enzo. I saw a dog look like Enzo the other day. I wonder if I'm ever going to get over that dog. No. He's like that. He's the dog. You He's know what that, I mean? Yeah. And uh, I was wa- I was walking the dogs, and I saw one. Enzo was a big black labradoodle, and uh, there was a guy walking. It looked just like Enzo, and it just it, it, like made warm my heart. Anyway, Bruno and Flo went to the groomer, but he is like a burr magnet, Bruno. He so he is a poodle. He's a poodle labradoodle mix. So his fur or hair is super tightly it's dense right he like whenever there's a burr he goes in and i'm constantly getting them out of his face like you know and he hates it right you got to peel it it's a huge pain in the rear end and uh well i guess when he went to the groomer they found so many that i didn't get out of his face that they like shaved his face he looks like a rat (laughs) wait like they're so embedded you can't even get them you don't I even know they're there? Well, I, you know, oh I've been a little busy. I and uh, so I, I may have been derelict in my burr duty. And uh, he's embarrassed by how he looks. Like he came and he looked at me. He's like, look at my face. Look at my face. Like he's not happy, right? Does he get all itchy then? Cause, like, no, he's they... not itchy. I just Air, think he's embarrassed. And I, he looked at me and I go, don't worry. You're 10 days away from a good haircut. Right? Just got to grow. <laughs> right? We've all had a bad haircut, right? So, anyway. But the last thing I would want to do is lose that dog. Because he is great. He's the best. And Flo, hmm, she could care less. But I wouldn't want to lose her either. We're, we're trying to give her away. We're like, you want this dog? You can have her. You know? 
Although I am giving her glucosamine now, glucosamine, and it seems to have helped. She's always kind of limping around. You know, it's like a joint supplement. She's like a new dog. Right. But what happens if you lose them? Their foot pop. Doesn't she yeah, have the foot, foot pop? <laughs> uh, here's, here's a noodle too that you might be interested in. It's a sad fact that one in three dogs will become lost at some point during their lifetime. Whether it's because they don't know how to be off-leash or they get scared and run away or because they simply go wandering and get lost. But nobody ever thinks it'll happen to their dog until it does. Our Noodaloo 2 this morning, Bite Tag, is one of the many new QR code products on the market which aim to solve exactly this. It's a smart dog tag that you can put on your dog's collar, with its purpose being that when your dog gets lost, then strangers will have plenty of information to take care of your dog, contact you, and ultimately get your pup back to you. These small epoxy-covered tags are branded on one side, and on the other side, there's a QR code. The QR code is programmed by you, the dog owner, and is set up and permanently linked to that QR code. That then means anytime that code is scanned by a phone or device, it'll open a full web page about your furry friend. No app needed. On that web page, you can add your dog's photo, breed, weight, temperament, any medications it might need, and of course, your information so the finder can get a hold of you. You can add as many phone numbers to it as you want, and it even gives your dog's finder the ability to text or call you at just the push of a button. Actually, just the other day, I found this little lost wiener dog in the school parking lot. I lured her over to me, called Judy at the number printed on her tag, but I got no answer. So for 20 minutes, I sat in my car waiting for the girls to get out of school, wondering what the heck I was going to do with this dog. To my daughter's dismay, the owner eventually called me back to claim her pop, who was actually named Judy, by the way. But point being, had I scanned this QR code on Judy's tag, I could have called any additional number listed, like maybe this woman's husband, or even dropped the pup off at her house. Oh, and I would have called the dog Judy instead of, well, Wiener. Poor Judy. Bite tags are on sale 60% I'm so off confused. right now for 20 bucks on the company's website. And once you've bought the tag, no subscriptions or extra fees. For more information, check out Lou's House Smarts YouTube channel and be sure to click that subscribe button while you're there. Wait, the dog's name was Judy or the owner's name was Judy? Well, right. They had, I mean, the dog's name ended up being Judy, which is a really funny name for a dog. Wait, oh, so, so on the tag, yes, it, said Judy, it just had a phone number. number. It said Judy for the phone number. So I was like, hi, Judy, I have your dog. And she oh. <laughs> wasn't calling me back. I'm texting her. I'm going, what am I going to do with this wiener dog? Weenie? Gotcha. And you're, the, girl, the girls the girls wanted to keep the dog. Oh, I mean, Can we keep her? Mommy, she's so cute. Yeah. Um, But you know what? I mean, when the, the woman called back, she wasn't really that excited to get the dog back. <laughs> That's how, see, what we do is we send Flo out and we take her tag off. <laughs> hey, we found your dog. We chipped the dog and it's your dog. No, not nope. mine. No. No, that dog died. Poor yeah, Flo. That is so mean. It's so You're mean. Lying. You're not like that. She sits there in the room with her back to us. And judges. She, she doesn't. Does. Right. Like I have no, she is, that dog is like a cat. She could care less. It is unbelievable. But it's funny, see, she loves Quinn, our oldest. And like the dog can be on the ground sitting there. And if I call her, she won't even turn her head, right? Quinn comes over and says, Flo, come on. He comes over. You know, it's, it's really funny. 
Well, she probably hears you talking about her like this. (laughs) (laughs) She she does listen. Um, So to me, you know, I thought that these tags, I know there's a bunch of different makers of these tags. For for 20 bucks, that's the way to go. Totally. Because while I still uh, advocate that you should have a dog chipped, you know, by the vet, um, you you and I, if you find a dog, we don't have whatever that thing is to do that. And you're right, to have a little more information would be great and then you could you know whatever you can you can decide right the information that you share mm-hmm. yes right? and but, that's the thing so you can also because one of the questions was well i don't really want what if i'm at a dog park and somebody scans this tag and then all of a sudden knows what my address is and what my phone name and phone number and oh, but I you can think about that you can send like it's all private until um i think you can limit the information maybe it just says judy number but then if you lose your dog you can activate the lost dog feature and then every all that oh, information will become all right, the information will become right, available right 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 yeah. that that that's to me is so smart with the technology right. to be able to yeah. do that with so many so many people have but i mean i was so we're here in new york and we were sitting outside having dinner last night at this restaurant called the odin which is a very famous restaurant in tribeca and um the amount of new yorkers walking around with their dogs if i saw one french bulldog i saw 10 it's like the land of the French bulldogs. I could have been passing out these tags. 20 bucks. Right. <laughs> Listen to my show. Listen to my show. I got to pay for dinner. <laughs> I got a kid in graduate school. Please They're listen. Cute. Cute right. I ran into somebody uh, on the flight coming here. And they're like, oh, uh, you know, yeah, I listen to your show from now and then, you know. And, and I said, well, I got a kid in graduate school. Could you start listening every Saturday? So he said he would. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. We are broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios, New York edition. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. You're listening to Lou Manfredini. Wipe it off with a scrub brush, and the rust will come off. Hey. All right, I'm just mm-hmm. concerned about you standing up on the end of that balcony, so please be careful. Yes, I will. I, I'll have a friend, or I'll have a handyman, and I'll be holding on to him. He'll do the work. <laughs> right. I like going to that Jan lady's house. She hangs on to me when I'm doing the work. It'll be, you'll get them, you'll, they'll be lined up, Jan, coming to work at your place. Oh, yeah, good idea. I'm single, so there. <laughs> Ready to mingle. Here he is now on House Smarts Radio. A little bit of Monica in my life. A little bit of Erica by my side. A little bit of. You know what's funny? The handymen, they just show up at Jan's house, not even to do any work. A little bit of Sandra in the sun. Hi, Jan. A little bit of Mary all night long. Welcome back. 857-557-4LOU 857-557-4568 is our phone number Let's go back to the phone lines here This is uh, Rosemary in Niles Hi Rosemary, you're on House Smarts Radio Hi Lou, nice to talk to you Thanks for taking my call Of course I'm calling this morning to see if you can give me some help Finding a replacement for a jealousy storm door that we have yeah. Um, we've had it for about 30 years, and uh, it's all faded, and I'd like to get a new one, but I can't find anybody that carries them. Uh, any suggestions? They're, fi- they're, hard, uh, they're hard to find, uh, and but I know they're still out there. And um, I know there's parts available for them, but um, I don't know where you're going to find them. It's just not, you know, because the problem with it is, 
It's, uh, remind me, Jalaseed. How do you spell Jalaseed? It's with a G or a J? J. J. A L. O U. S I E. S I E. Yeah, hold on a second. Let me let me let me look because I was just looking for uh, someone else had sent me. Um. Yeah, that's hard. Uh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. All right, here we go. Ready? Mm. Look at me. Look yeah. at me. I rarely use the internet for this kind of stuff. There's a how there's a website called oldhouseweb.com. Yeah. Well, you already found it's it. Been there. Discontinued. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it looks good though. Yeah, see it's a safety issue because of all the glass. Mm-hmm. Can I interest you in something else? <laughs> Is there is there well, something else I can help you with, young lady? Uh, because we're not going to find you a jealousy door. I haven't seen them in a long time. Are they? You know, it works fine. It's just that the color is faded. Would you recommend painting it? Oh, so the aluminum itself doesn't look great. Right. Hey, Lindsay, what was the name of that um, paint that Rustolium, that door and trim paint that uh, Rustolium makes that we were talking about? We did that media tour. You know the so. Uh, you can paint your front door, you know, the different colors, remember? So Rust-Oleum has a new door paint that is speci- it's oil-based, and it's specifically designed for fiberglass, aluminum, or wood. It's really, really good, and it covers really well with minimal prep. What I would do, if it works fine, right, mm-hmm. and, right. Um, and you just want to paint it, I mean, at this point... You got nothing to lose and to brighten it up. And w- I would take a little bit of, can, can you remove the glass? Uh, I think they pop out, yes. I've never done it, but I've heard that they do come out. Um, um, so that there's like a little lip to take each one of the glass you know, panels out. Then take a sanding sponge and kind of lightly sand the aluminum because there's going to be a little bit of a a texture, um, there's going to be a little bit of a texture uh, on the aluminum itself. This stuff is self-priming because it's oil-based. And Mm -hmm. just get a small little brush, dab all the areas you want to paint first, like in particular the hardware that's going to hold the windows, you know, the glass rather. You're going to do that first, and then you're going to finish everything off and then let let it dry. The big beauty... They they don't know you're doing a, a jealousy door and put a tarp under it because you'll drip a little bit. But it's called a Rustoleum door and trim paint, and I think you can get it in a quart because that's all you're going to need. But you may end up buying a gallon. Um, but it will stick and hold really well, and it'll look a lot better than what you have now. Okay, thanks a lot, Lou. I appreciate your help. Oh, I appreciate you calling this morning. Eight five seven. Five five seven four Lou eight five seven five five seven. All right, I'm going to get in trouble again, but I want to take Penny. Penny in Granger, can I help you real quick? Yes, you can. Um, my Whirlpool water softener uh, died, and now um, I called the plumber, and they want to sell me a Marlowe water heater or water softener, um, but it's a really expensive. It's like 
$2,200. All right. If you're going to spend $2,200, I want you to look at one other water softener that I really like. Okay. Called Kinetico. K-I-N-E-T-C-O. Okay. Find a dealer that does that. They install their own stuff. It's an on-demand system. It uses less salt, and I have this very unit in my own home, and it's fabulous. On-demand, and it uses what kind of salt, well, did you, you say? It uses salt. Oh, less salt. It uses less, less salt. salt because it's based on demand. So if it's just you and you're showering, you know, it's fine. Then all of a sudden you have guests over and you have four or five people over and they're showering. It knows that there's more demand, and so it keeps the water more consistently soft and doesn't get slimy, which is what can happen with ones that have a timer. I really do like it. Thanks so much for the phone call. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Now back to Lou Manfredini, live from New York City on WGN Chicago's House Smarts Radio. And so welcome to New York. It's been waiting for you. Welcome to New York. I could have gone to the Northwestern game. They're playing Rutgers. That's not in your schedule. That's not in your itinerary for the day. Both um, Dave Schwan and uh, Andy Mazur did the um, word of the day. Nicely done, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Um, Bob Ferguson says, when I play the sound. Now it's not going to work for me. Hmm. All right, hold on a second. You know, technical difficulties here. Let's see. Maybe I can't do two at once. Maybe that's what it is. There you go. He said, it sort of sounds like I'm at the Bristol Renaissance Fair. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Which, by the way, when is the last time anyone has been to the Bristol Renaissance Fair? There Never. Was one. Never? Never. 95. I used to have um, my hair braided. Bob remembers that it used to be called King Richard's Fair. Uh-huh. Like 150 years ago. Um <laughs> And he said, but then he got sued by the family and they couldn't. Anyway, that's a joke. Um, but when I drive back and forth to Wisconsin, the cars are lined up to go there. It is unbelievable. How many people still go there? I had, I used to have so much fun there. Yeah. You I would, would get my hair braided. And, and I back when you would eat really meat, cute. you would hold a turkey leg and eat it while you walk mm, around. I don't know if I ever. No. No, but I would make those candles with the sand at the bottom, and then do you remember? Oh my God, we had so much fun. Wait, be like, oh look at that. You do know that my sister-in-law Nora, probably when you were going there, (gasps) was a candle maker at the Bristol Renaissance Fair. Now she's like a cancer surgeon, and there she started making candles. Look, and she changed my life. I still have those candles with the little like star. Oh my gosh, I'll have to. What's so funny is with her patients, she always says, "Would ye like some surgery?" That's what she says. No, she does not say that. (laughs) That was just. That, that made me a little no. nervous. Ye are thou. <laughs> that would make me very a little nervous, nervous too. <laughs> yeah, would ye? You know, I, I want to go back there. My friend Tim McIntyre worked there as like a, like a, what do you call them? You know, they like dress up. A jouster. What are they? A no, not joker. a jouster. A joker. Do they joust? I, sure. Yes. A joker. A joker. Right? That's yeah. or you know, like a a magical like a yes, like a jester. A jester. That's what he was. Jester, joker, jouster. Whatever. (laughs) Would ye like like a turkey leg and a warm beer? Walk around. They're just Mm. packed. There's like people with campers there. I mean, it's, I mean, good for them. I think it's, what I like about that is just good, clean fun. 
over there. So that's fun. 857-5574-LOU, 857-5574-568. I'm in New York. Uh, if you're just joining us, our son Max is moving into, uh, he's going to graduate school. We're very proud of him, and so we came to move him in, and um, we're uh, I'm doing the show from here today. And then I'm going to go check in. i, I got to make sure Dave over at Rutgers, and, you know, he's ready. I do a little prep with Dave before he's on the air, just to make sure he's ready. And we run through the names. You know, it's early part of the season. He's got to get the new names of the, all the players, so. That's my job. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. This is Mark calling in from the northwest side. Hey, Mark. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Lou. What a pleasure. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for calling. How may I help you? Okay. Uh, probably have a lot of years that may have been in the same situation about restaining their decks. Now, it's uh, about a six year old deck, and I never put a second coat on, and it's totally uh, getting gray in the walk areas cracking a little warping a hole here and there from the knots uh, yeah so just wanted to know what is and it's and, and the deck itself is fully exposed to the sun all day long and uh and of course all the all the weather so uh, are you do you want to do are, do you want to do this do you want to do this yourself or you want to have someone do it <clears throat> yeah no i, I want to do it yeah all right here's my only thing is I, I just read an ad where Deck Tech right now is running a 15% off discount, and they do a really nice job. Oh, yeah? So, okay. I mean, just to, about that. Just to, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe I mean, I'm, I'm happy to give you the instructions on how to do it yourself, but maybe just to get a, you know, for, you know, giggles, have them come out. The estimates are free. You don't even have to be home, and uh, they're oh. given a discount. Uh, I, I, here, I'll give you the phone number, and then we'll talk about the process, Okay. Yes, 800-956-DECK, or 3325. 800-956-3325. Yeah. Got it. All right, so if you want to do this yourself, uh, do you own a pressure washer or are you going to rent one? Uh, Yeah, I have one. It should be good enough. It's not a real powerful one. but Clean it all up, right? Get it as clean as possible then this is the most important thing. On those flat surfaces where the boards are looking up at the sun, you have to sand them. Because what happens happens is the the wood almost petrifies because it closes up from the sun. And if you don't open up those fibers a little bit, now how big is the deck? Uh, it's relatively small. There's more stairs going two different directions than Got there is. So if you deck. have like it's a like seven by, yeah, seven by ten of the walking oh, okay. deck area. <clears throat> so it's if not you that big. if you get a uh, random orbit sander and a yeah. half a dozen medium grit discs, just go in the boards, and you don't have to go crazy. You just got just kind of rough it up a little bit to just, just get a up, yeah. just open up the pores the fibers, rather, of the wood. And then brush that off or hose that off, whatever you want to do. And then once it's dry, okay, um, I would do... Pressure wash it first? Pressure wash it first because you'll get rid of the dirt and debris. Yeah. It'll just make sanding it better, easy. And then brush it off or or hose it off again. But just, you don't have to get that deep down. Then let it dry for a couple days. And then one of my favorite deck stains is a product called Penofin, P-E-N-O-F-I-N. And it's a rose Penofin. it's a rosewood oil-based uh, deck stain 
that you have okay. to you have to find dealers. You're not going to find it at the big box. Some hardware stores sell it, and paint stores sell it, and they make a blue and a red can. If you say that you're in sun 100% all the time, the red can, which costs a little bit more, has a higher UV resistor than the blue. But if you can only find the blue, you're fine. Okay. okay. Yeah, I never heard of it. You brush this on, you do a few boards, you brush it, then you go back with a rag and you wipe it like you're refinishing a table. Oh, really? Okay. And then stay off of it for 24 hours, make sure it doesn't rain. It's fabulous stuff. Huh. Or, okay. well, uh, or 15% off from Deck Tech, and they do all the work, and they use a really good uh, penetrating uh, deck stain as well in that. Appreciate the phone call. Hey, you know what? It's time now to hear from Lindsay about what's new at Builder Supply Outlet. Thanks, Lou. Give your kitchen that wow factor with gorgeous granite or quartz countertops. Most showrooms have those itty-bitty samples. Tough to imagine what they'd look like in your kitchen, right? But at the Edge Kitchen and Bath, there are walls of large samples making it easy to picture. And their prices can't be beat. Choose white countertops with bold veining or something more subtle to complement your kitchen and personal style. You'll be a countertop expert after your free design consultation. Shop quartz and granite today at Builder supply outlet I was a very young married man at the time when I threw out the fine. Yeah, you look fine. You are listening to Lou Manfredini. And it was like in passing. Like it was, we were going somewhere, like out to dinner. How do I look? Oh, you look fine. Like, let's go. And House Smarts Radio. I can remember. As I turned, it was like I hit a force field. It was like, and it like pulled me back. Lou's taking your calls. <laughs> I saw the look on her face. And it took me a second to realize, well, what, what, what did I say? What did I say? <laughs> and offering possibly life-saving advice on more than just home improvement. Like the only time you use use fine is like what kind of sandpaper should i use fine <laughs> that's the only time i should use that word now back to lou manfredini <laughs> doing just fine right here on house smarts radio before the barbie movie i think margot robbie's been listening secretly on the web she's screaming us 857 oh wait a minute oh okay after 9 o'clock, this is what I, I have a note on my thing that we didn't talk about, but after 9 o'clock, I did talk to Andy off the air. He did not do his homework assignment about what you were supposed Ooh, to do. Oh, I did. I did. I know. So after 9 o'clock, I will play my Nick. No, no, no. Because I have a New York rejoin, but we will talk about <laughs> your homework assignment that I gave Keep you up. to watch The yep. Last of Us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you said, when I asked you, you go, I was saving my comments for on the air. I love that. Ooh. That's no, a good I hope they're good enough. After night. <laughs> uh, are you thumbs up or thumbs down? Don't, oh. don't, don't say it. Oh. oh. <laughs> you were just going <laughs> to. Whoops. You were going to show me thumbs up or thumbs down. And, I'm gonna, and then I was going to say, hmm. Mm. See, it would have been more of a tease. Don't worry. You'll learn this business sooner or later. Got it. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. This is Teresa in Aurora. Hi, Teresa. Hi, Lou. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. So, uh, a string trimmer has made some small holes in the bottom row of my vinyl siding. Uh-huh. I was out watering, and I saw just the back end of a rodent making its way. So I know they're getting behind the siding. So I want to know. One, how do I get rid of them? 
Two, do I need to worry about any damage they may have done mm-hmm. behind the siding? Mm-hmm. And are the siding patch repair kits that I saw online, are those good to will that do a good job to fix the hole? So where you saw this little rodent go in, is that an unfinished basement? No, we're on a, we're on a slab. Oh, so they're in the wall. So I was outside, I was outside watering, and I just saw, oh, yeah. whoop, saw okay. it go in. So... Where you saw this, um, if I'm on the inside of the house, where am I? You are on the western side of the house where they're uh, of our family room. Of your family room, okay. All right, so on that wall in the family room, I want you to buy a product called Fresh Cab, C-A-B. Uh-huh. And there are these little sachets that you're going to place right along the baseboard, two or three of them, right near where those holes are. It's a repellent. Now, you'll like the smell, but the rodents don't. On the outside, where you see these holes, how big are these holes? Um, Like if I put my middle finger and thumb together, about that size. Okay. So I want you to take some newspaper, a little bit of newspaper, and I want you to Put it inside Uh those holes, loosely. Okay. Do you have a dog or a cat? Cats. Does a cat go outside? Inside cat. Okay. No. (laughs) So on the outside of these holes, I want you to put mouse bait. Okay. Okay. And you can either get it in an enclosed thing if you're worried about other animals, or you can just sprinkle it on the ground. And then I want you to see what happens with the newspaper. If you see the newspaper okay. poked out of the hole and you see that somebody ate the bait, put more bait, uh-huh. put more newspaper. Okay. When, when you don't see the newspaper come out of the holes anymore, uh-huh. we, we solved the rodent problem. Hopefully, they expired outside. Okay. And then we can patch the holes. But they're not, you know, the thing okay. is, you probably have to, Teresa, get under the siding <clears throat> because if they went through, they may have made a bigger hole. And if they right. did, there's an expanding foam that also has, that's one designed for rodents, and they, they put a they put some kind of flavoring in it that they don't like to eat. And uh, I don't know if it's hot sauce or whatever, but I would use that if you can get under the siding. You're probably going to have to lay on the ground and pull the siding away and put the little a spout of the expanding foam uh, up in there to expand and seal it up. And then once it, you know, overflows and dries, you'll cut it with a utility knife. And then what color is the siding? Um, like off-white. Okay. Like just, really buy, color. just buy a, a tube of, a, of a, a clear caulking called Lexel, L-E-X-E-L. Uh-huh. Wipe the siding down so it's clean, you know, there's no dust or debris on there. And just in those individual holes, after you've filled the hole under the siding, use the Lexel mm-hmm. in the siding with the clear caulk and just squirt it and fill it. It'll kind of blend in and it's down low. You're n- you know, you're not going to really notice it or see it, right? Because they're just holes. Mm-hmm. It's not any damage that somebody coming to your house could say, what's going on at Teresa's house? The place looks, it's in shambles. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. You got it? Yeah. So I don't, 
I'm worried that they like were in there and they chewed and they did would do damage. I can't do anything about that, right? Unless you open up like, the walls. Whatever they did, they did. Right. Yeah. We're we're trying to eliminate them and get them to die yeah. outside, and then you're going to seal everything up. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Take a deep breath. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Uh, Thanks, Teresa. I appreciate you calling this morning. All right. When we come back, uh, I'm talking to uh, the two guys that host the Workers Mike here on WGN Radio uh, in honor of Labor Day and not working on Labor Day and all the good people that are working hard every single day. Uh, Ken Edwards and uh, Ed Maher are going to join me after this report of WGN Radio News with Dave Schwann. You are listening to your big brother in the business. That's right, Lou Manfredini. And he's taking your calls live right here on House Smarts Radio. Nothing wrong with a hard hat and a hammer. Welcome back to House Smarts Radio. Lou Manfredini here with you. All right, Labor Day weekend. Um, You know, what I remember is when I was in college, uh, we used to, um, I was in a fraternity, and uh, we did this pig roast um, that we did with all the sororities in just our fraternity house, and it was always on Labor Day. Now, at Millican University in the 80s, um, there were classes on Labor Day, but I grew up in the trades, okay? And on Labor Day, you didn't work. So while I'm not advocating this, I did not go to class on Labor Day because you were supposed to take that day off if you worked. Now, I was roasting the pig for the then party that afternoon, but the point is Labor Day is exactly what it is. For those people working hard every single day, they deserve a day off. Now, if you listen to this radio station with any regularity, you may know that there's a show that's fairly new on the station called The Worker's Mic. It's Sunday mornings at 8 a.m., and I have had the opportunity to uh, listen to the show quite a bit, and I really, really like what they're doing, and The whole idea is these two gentlemen that uh, host the show are uh, giving a voice to the hardworking men and women uh, of labor, and in particular in unions uh, all across the country, but primarily in the Chicagoland area. I wanted to talk a little bit about them, their show, and what they do, and I thought that that would be a, a very appropriate conversation to have with all of you today, this weekend, Labor Day weekend. Joining me... Uh, is Ken Edwards, Executive Director of the Midwest Coalition of Labor, and Ed Maher, who is the Communications Director of the International Union of Operating Engineers Local 150, and both are the co-hosts of The Workers' Mic. Gentlemen, nice to see you. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Nice talking to you, Lou. Super psyched to be here. All right, so uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the show and uh, on Sunday mornings. Um, for those that maybe aren't familiar if they tune in on a Sunday morning, um, what kinds of conversations are they going to hear? So they're going to hear, Lou, um, and, and by the way, thanks thanks for having us on. We, we really, really appreciate the opportunity. Love your show and and what you do as well. Um, and what you just said about uh, Labor Day, because it really is uh, for, for workers of the world. Um, at least in the United States. But if, if they tune in on, on a Sunday morning, they're, they're going to hear um, a number of topics. We're, we try and be topical, right? Some things that are going on at the moment, i.e., you know, the Screen Actors Guild, the Writers' Strike. Uh, we talk about 
uh, labor laws, how people can sort of improve their lot in life, um, their working lives. Um, so we'll give advice about that. And then we'll have some guests on, right? Uh, union lawyers, uh, union leaders. Uh, union people, members. Union members uh, talk about their experience in in the building trades, um, et cetera. So it's, it's building trade centric, but we're, we're trying to expand that a bit as well. And mm-hmm. I think a, a lot of it really is, um, you know, we're trying to open people's eyes to the career opportunities because we're out telling people what a great thing um, a career in the trades or a career uh, as a union member can be. Um, but there are a lot of jobs that are going to need to be filled with, you know, various federal funding coming out that's creating a lot of jobs. Uh, the next generation of workers is going to have to come from somewhere. And so we're trying to, um, you know, open people's eyes who maybe their dad or mom or uncle or grandpa was not a union member and uh, help them see all the great opportunities uh, for a career with benefits and training, uh, you know, where you can retire while you're still young enough to enjoy it. I took a phone call from a, a gentleman uh, maybe a couple weeks ago who uh, was asking a question about something, and I can't even remember, but he said, you know, I want to let, let you know that I was a, a carpenter uh, for 40 years, and I've been retired now for like 10, 10 years or something like that. He lived kind of near Antioch, and we had the conversation about what a terrific career he had, you know, and he said, you know, my insurance is covered, you know, I'm paying for it, and, uh, you know, I paid for it when I was in the union, and now, you know, the, the, the next generation coming up is there. It It, it is this kind of self-fulfilling prophecy, these trade unions, to support each other and, um, you know, kind of build this momentum where, you know, these members can, they're well-trained in all the disciplines, right? Whether you're, I mean, Ed, you're, you're with the operating engineers. There's a lot of training that goes into, you know, operating that heavy equipment. And uh, whether it's a carpenter or a, an electrician, a plumber, uh, you know, you name it um, within those unions, the, the training is there. And now, you know, the, the idea about the safety and the care for the the workers as they're on these job sites has just gone so much higher so that the career can be longer and with, um, you know, better, and I don't want to say health benefits, but yeah, the health benefits are good. But in other words, you know, back when I started in the trades, you know, by the time you got to my age, you could barely walk. And now (laughs) I got a buddy of mine who's a 134 foreman and Uh he says, we start every day stretching sure for like sure the whole team yep like because they figured out that look we got to get everybody nimble and you know working in the right direction so people are healthy they can do their jobs but then they can go home to their families and that came from representation of unions with the companies to say this is going to benefit everybody and it's good for uh for the whole group well skilled tradespeople are, are hard it takes a long time it takes you know between three to five years depending on the trade for an apprentice to reach uh, full journey worker status right. and when you have somebody skilled you want that person to stay with you you don't want to have to retrain all the time and if you have mm-hmm. good skilled workers you you want to continue to use them for as long as they're willing to stay working so keeping them healthy is is really important and in the construction industry very often your body is your tool so, um, you know, unions place great emphasis on keeping members healthy, keeping their members' families healthy. You know, these are these are kitchen table economics between earning good wages, staying healthy, and uh, saving for retirement. These are things that all workers, um, you know, are always kind of focused on throughout their careers. And, yeah. you know, they, they're, they're the pillar of, uh, of union membership here. But, yeah, and as far as safety goes, any employer will tell you that um, that's priority number one because – 
safety or accidents, incidents on the job can delay projects, can increase the cost. Uh, so focusing on safety is, is really something that comes from both the employers and the unions. Ken, yeah. t- t- talk to me about this, because, you know, I think one of the misnomers about the trades, when we talk about going to the ah, it's dirty, and, you know, I'm doing is, you know, moving stuff around, and sure. it's, you know, whatever. I was at the Carpenters Training Center yeah. uh, a number of years ago, uh-huh. and I got a tour of, of these apprentices working on a project, and there they were with, you know, all the blueprints coming through on an iPad, yep. and everything that they, all the technology. Yeah. That I was like, I mean, look, I was a trained carpenter by trade. I was I was in the carpenters union for a number of years. Yeah. Uh, now I'm I'm a SAG after a union member. Love it. Um. But um. But uh, you know, we didn't have any of that technology, and these young men and women who are going into that, I, I would argue that some of the technology that's being used in the construction trades now is is rivaled if you were working in some office in an IT thing because uh, the way that this uh, information gets disseminated down to then something that you create that you see at the end of the day. I mean, for me, what's always been at the heart of what the trades are, when you come to work in the morning and you start, and when you go home at the end of the day, you turn around and go, huh, look at that. I helped make that today. If I sit in it, and this is no knock on sitting in an office and doing your job, but you know, if I'm you know, an accountant or an IT person and I'm writing code or whatever, sure, I'm accomplishing that, but it's all on a screen. It's not something that I created that I can see. Yeah, you can see the fruits of your labor uh, as a building trades, you know, member. Uh, back, back to the education for a quick second. You know, th- there's been studies and, and we've talked about it. Uh, you know, uh, people in the building trades take more classes and more cl- hours in a classroom than some college degrees and, quite frankly, some uh, um, graduate degrees. So, mm. you know, you think that. Like you said, it's just a bunch of guys getting dirty and moving stuff around with a shovel. It's not even close to that. I mean, there's math, there's science, there's physics. You know, you said you're a carpenter, you're looking at blueprints. I mean, there's an amazing amount of work that goes into this. And by the way, you know, they're skilled, they deserve a good pay. And you know that if you're using union labor on a project, number one, it's going to be done quickly. Um, It's going to be on time and it's going to be safe. So the building that you're in is not going to collapse tomorrow. So there's a ton of reasons to, you know, to train our members and make sure that they have, you know, like you said, proper safety equipment and they're stretching in the morning and, you know, doing things like that. Look, Lou, we're the MCL and and the building trades that are that are in our organization are opening doctor's offices at the moment. And you go to an MCL doctor's office, it's free. A bunch of the unions have their own doctor's offices. You go there, Mm -hmm. it's free. And they started to now have physical therapy. Right, right? Uh, PT, chiropractics. chiropractics, things like that, to make sure that our members stay healthy. So we're actually finally, and I say finally because I think we were behind the eight ball on this. We're, we're now getting in front of in front of this instead of being reactionary. One of you mentioned about demand and you know the funding that's coming down with infrastructure and stuff. And and when you talk to you know members of of these trade unions, you know all across that are in the building trades, um, what are they telling you about the demand for a workforce? I mean, right now, I can say for the operating engineers and and several of the other building trades, uh, we're at nearly full employment, and there is just more and more work coming, especially in infrastructure uh, and now warehouses and, uh, you know, things like battery plants. Um, So there is a need to get people uh, ready to, you know, to apply for these apprenticeship programs. And one of the things that is, uh, you know, that's always an obstacle or historically has been an obstacle to that is, 
that guidance counselors in high schools, you know, through no fault of their own, the, the history of that has kind of been, if you're an A, B, C student, you go to college. And mm-hmm. if you can't get into college, well, maybe think about the trades. And, you know, those those students probably wouldn't be able to get into the, the, the programs. And to use Local 150, again, as an example, every year we have, I mean, this year I think we'll probably have around 300 or so openings in our apprenticeship program when it opens in the month of October, and we'll have 5,000 applicants. Wow. So when, when the program opens and we're making applications available, you have to come to our office to pick up an application. And, you know, if that happens at 10 o'clock in the morning, we'll have a line outside of our building at 7 right. o'clock in the morning. Right. The, the, the demand for these jobs is enormous. Uh, you know, there's, there's this sort of conception that people don't want to do hard work uh, but I think the reality of it is that they don't want to do hard work for, you know, for nothing, for peanuts. If you if you invest in your people, they'll work hard for you. And the rest of the trades, Lou, I think, are similarly situated. I have a, a bit of a different perspective, having now pivoted over to the MCL. They're having a hard time filling the seats. And, the you know, the jobs are coming fast and furious right now. Um, you know, the bipartisan infrastructure bill, the Inflation Reduction Act, you know, all the, the money that's uh, being poured into roads and bridges and infrastructure here in Chicago. You have, like Ed said, chip manufacturing. You have green energy, wind farms, solar. There's just a ton of work. And right. the building trades need good, qualified people to come in. And why not, you know, if you're, look, even if you want to go to college, you can still go to college and work in the trades. You can take online classes. You know, you oh, can yeah. go at night. You can do whatever you want. But right. why not come into the trades? You know, we had a woman on, Lou, from uh, an apprentice at Local 134. Electricians, she, yeah. Electricians. She was a fourth-year apprentice, and I think she was making, like, almost 50 bucks an hour on the check, plus her benefits. You know, already bought her first house, you know, owns her own car, and doesn't have college debt. Right. right? So these kids are right. coming out of college with forty, fifty, sixty, eighty thousand $80,000 worth of debt, and they're working at Starbucks. As opposed to coming to the building trades and earn while you learn. You're literally right. getting paid to learn a skill trade that will take care of you. Like you said, the, the carpenter experience that uh, that you had with the guy, it'll take care of your cradle to grave. Right? Yeah. And I, and I, you know, what's interesting, too, is I, I've noticed, not only listening to your show on Sunday mornings, but, um, you know, just in general, there, there, there is a shift now society-wise uh, to understand that, you know, the workers and the staff about getting uh, compensated fairly, mm-hmm. it matters. And you've got industries now that are, you know, that are organizing. I mean, th- I'm not, you know, waving the union flag. I, I think that there's, there, I think unions are awesome. And they, and when they're, when they are there for the benefit of the workers, that, that companies and unions can ex- coexist together and, and everybody wins. And I see a movement across the country, really, where more people are saying, you know what, we just want to be paid fairly for what we're doing. That's right. Uh, and, and and this is outside of the trades. I mean, you know, sure. I, I know that there's, you know, whatever, retail organizations or, you know, whatever. There's Coffee a million shops. places, yeah. office, you know, all that kind of stuff. And there seems to be a shift. Are you, are you seeing that interest more and more? Yeah, I, th- I think that people throughout the pandemic started to see uh, there was a focus on and the introduction of the term essential workers. And people right. really began to appreciate workers in you know grocery stores or in service industries for the, the important role that the, of their work. And, um, you know, as, as that went on, people became more attuned to the fact that, 
you know, workers deserve to to be treated fairly, to be paid well, and um, and to have a piece of the profit. Correct. Right. I mean, that that's. I think Lou, that you, you kind of hit the nail on the head that you're seeing this wave of, of workers, and and you're you know in, in your union, right, SAG-AFTRA. Right, you think, oh my God, look at this—the the rich, uh, you know, writers and and actors and actresses—they're not, you know, the, right. the bulk of right. them, ninety like plus a, percent like of them a, are yeah, not. Yeah, it's like a pencil. Uh, yeah. It's a pencil eraser full of them, and the rest are all just working hard to. That's exactly pay right. Pay their mortgage and what you know, send their kids to school and that kind of stuff. It is nice though to see Lou and, and that you know, you, you can now the world is is much smaller with the advent of, of the internet, right? So yeah. you can see that corporate profits are blank and the workers are you know we were just talking about you know auto industry and the uaw potentially going on strike i mean you know the ceo pay has risen 40 percent in four years and that's 40 percent of an enormous number and Mm. the workers have risen six percent in that same time period and that's obviously six percent of a lower number so they're saying hey how about start sharing some of the profits with us you know we're actually the ones that build your vehicles or we're the ones that make your movies or we're the ones that write your scripts or like ed said you know he he makes a good point you took these workers for for granted in a grocery store and during the pandemic i mean they were heroes we were counting on them literally counting on these people to make sure that we had food yeah so yeah well i mean think about when we went through the pandemic and you know how uh you know, the uh, trucking was such a big thing. How many Teamsters were behind the wheels of, of those course. trucks that, you know, we couldn't get enough of them to to do what we needed during that time? No, I'm, I'm a big proponent of the whole thing. Um, all right, I, I got to wrap this up in a bow because I'm running out of time, but I could talk to you. I, I need to come on the show on Let's and do spend it. an hour with you guys. But um, For sure. If people want to get more information about, um, you know, kind of what's out there, is, is that... Uh, Ken, is that yeah. something they do with the Midwest Coalition of we're, Labor? We're, we're happy to do it. You can call 1-800-433-2099. You can go to the Midwest Coalition of Labor's website. You can see all the unions that we have. And we're a wealth of information. Um, so, you know, like you said, Lou, like we've gotten tons of calls just from having the workers' mic saying, hey, you know, my kid is interested in, right. in getting into the trades. You know, we're, we're happy to open doors and help. And so absolutely give us a shout. Or just go on any of the union's websites and you'll see when... When, like Ed said, when um, when they open up for apprentices, right? right. Make, make sure you're on top of that. Right. Yeah, the Chicago Federation of Labor runs a platform called Hire 360, and I think that they uh, they keep good track of uh, on their website showing when different programs are opening. As I said, Local 150 Operating Engineers we open in October for one month for applications, but different unions have different times that they open up. Uh, It can be tricky to navigate. So a central resource like Midwest Coalition of Labor or Hire 360. Or or ping us on WGN, you know, whatever. We'll, We'll get you the information and we're here to help. Ken Edwards is the executive director of the Midwest Coalition of Labor, and Ed Maher is the communications director of the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 150. Those are the guys that operate the big tractors, which is awesome. And they're also <laughs> they're also uh, the co-hosts of the Workers' Mic that you can hear Sunday mornings right here on WGN. Gentlemen, nice to see you. Thanks so much for joining me on House Smarts Radio. Really thanks, appreciate it. Thanks so much for having us. Thanks, Lou. Yep. You're listening to House Smarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. Our phone number is 857-557-4LOU, 857-557-4568. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. Hey there, truffle hot sauce lovers. If you want to add a touch of liquid gold luxury to your next meal... 
The folks at Captain Demo's Big Truffle Red Hot Pepper Sauce have just what the doctor ordered. Made with the finest chilies, Tupelo honey, and real truffles and truffle oil, it's the perfect marriage of savory sweet and just the right amount of truffled heat. Hot sauce should be delightful, not daunting, smooth, silky, and truffly delicious. Chef-tested, mother-approved. Buy some today at CaptainDemos.com. 857-5574-LOU, 857-5574-568. I want to remind you, Family Fest over at Misericordia is coming up September 10th. That's next Sunday, a week from tomorrow. It is from 11 to 6 p.m., adults $10, children's $5. And it's at 6300 North Ridge Avenue at Devon in Chicago. There's free parking available over at SNC Electric, and they'll have shuttle buses. There's cash rivals, uh, raffles, games. Uh, the art department will be there. There's gardens. There's bingo. There's clowns. Live and silent auction items. I'll be there. There's all kinds of music, entertainment. Finbar, Fagan, Shannon Rovers, Heart Zingers, Heartbreakers, the Chansey Brothers, In Spite of Ourselves. And in the North Tent, Dr. Mark and the Suture and Andrew Bloomquist. If you'd like information to buy tickets, 773-273-2744 or just go to misericordia.org. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Now back to Lou Manfredini, live from New York City on WGN Chicago's House Smarts Radio. I'm in a New York state of mind. Welcome back. Eight five seven nine five seven. Nope. Eight. I don't know why I keep saying nine. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. That's eight five seven five five seven four. Lou. Broadcasting from New York City. Here in town, uh, taking our son to school and back tomorrow for Labor Day weekend. And uh, it was nice to talk with the workers, Mike guys, uh, later this morning. Now uh, I had. I had a, a, a homework assignment for Andy and Dave Schwan, but I, I think Dave, Dave, you weren't you weren't in on the homework assignment. The and dog, Lindsay. the dog ate my homework. Got it right. Same same old story once again, and it was to watch the series we started watching called The Last of Us. It's a zombie movie, which or series that I don't like any of that zombie stuff. But evidently, anybody in the know, you know, in, in, in an effort, Dave and, and Andy, for us to be the cool cats on the street, we got to stay up with the kids, right? <laughs> yes. yes. So we watched it, and the first two episodes were a little, first one was painful, because it was like zombie stuff that I didn't like. But I said, in the third episode, Nick Offerman, in a surprise role, and the whole thing, like completely different from the first three was one of the most surprising and sweetest things I ever saw. And of the homework assignment, the only one that did her homework, again, teacher's pet, Lindsay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes, Mr. Manfredini? You did, you did your homework? Do I have I to did. stand outside in the hall now? Yeah, you no. You, did you, uh, Dave, do you remember uh, when I went to Immaculate Conception, I, mean, I was in fourth grade, uh, when you got in trouble, we had to sit against the wall. Oh, yes. Oh. No yep, chair. that was sixth grade. That was, oh. the, and in front of the class, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
I was I was a wall sitter a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was. I believe it. Right, which is why I get the bad knee. Not now I get the good knee. <laughs> yep. Right, yep. goes back to fourth grade. All right, so I said that in episode three, Nick Offerman plays. I don't want to give too much away. Don't give too much away. But what did you think about episode three? I was shocked. I was right. not expecting any of that. Right. Um, Were you a little nervous in the beginning, like where it was going? Well, right when I, don't, I, like, I didn't know where it was going. I mean, as soon as the music started... <laughs> At the piano. <laughs> right, right, okay. I knew where right. I was going. But um, right. I was I was pleasantly, I thought it was a great little mini, I, I, and I also didn't know where the story itself, because up until then, the first two episodes were all about these zombies that were chasing these people and trying to Completely eat different characters, and then all uh, of a sudden, 100%. two new characters are introduced, and there is music playing, and there is, you know, Easy. story developing. Don't- a story development, yeah. And I right. wasn't sure where it was going, and then it was like a mini movie within a whole series. Like a, and it was know, sweet. Very sweet. And how about like how that ended that episode? I know. I, I loved the real, the trueness of it. It was kind of a, it was, it was very accurate in terms of a. Oh, you're good. You're good. You're good. Not giving too much away. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. I thought Andy's it was, writing I it was down. pleasantly like, Andy's surprised. Andy's like, darn it, I should have done the homework. <laughs> Well, I don't think I have the uh, the particular streaming service that we're talking oh, about. Oh, you got somebody you can borrow it from. Totally. I'm, right. I'll give you my. I'll send you my password. That's my excuse. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So anyway, what I said was I watched this thing, and we we've since watched I think two more another episode. It it's I'm warming up to it. You, but I mean, Dave, my husband watched watch? it. I watched three. What I really wanted to do was I wanted to come back and be like, not only did I watch the first three, I watched all of them because I do think that I will. It's a it it's much better than I thought it would be considering right? it's a zombie right. apocalypse. Now story. I you know I know your husband is a huge fan of Nick Offerman, and he loved the show. He, and he he's watched already it. watched it. He watched the whole thing. Oh yeah. Well, Mrs. Offerman, I know she listens to the Nick's mom listens to WGN. He was excellent, and uh, I really. Applaud him there. So my uh, my recommendation is if you get a chance to watch it, it's very good. 857-557-4LOU. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. Uh, pick up the phone. Give us a call. We've got some open phone lines this morning. Uh, just one hour left uh, to go. And, uh, oh, uh, my very good friend, Marianne, uh, it's her birthday on Monday. So uh, don't, don't. Forget about Marianne's birthday. It's a big one. She loves her birthday. Marianne, we love you. Happy birthday coming up uh, this Monday. So always want to say that for sure. 857-557-4. Lou is our phone number. This is Bill in Lombard. Hey, Bill, good morning. You're on House Marts Radio. Hi, Lou. How are you doing? I'm doing well, sir. How may I help you? Uh, Lou, I had a uh, flat roof put on a, a number of years ago. It's a rubber roof, and it's held up very well. Um, but I've got some little, like, cracks on it, and I'm looking for, like, a, a type of a liquid rubber coating that I can put on there to kind of renew it. Can you recommend a product? Oh, you want to do the whole thing? Yeah, just a, a coating. It's it's uh, it's just on a carport. It's not a huge area. Okay, and do you want, um, do you want, um, do you care about the color? 
Well, I was just going to go with the black. That's that's what the uh, what it is now. Okay, because they make uh, they make a uh, um, you know they make a bunch of these different products, like a a, a a sealer over the top of it that you can put on there, and basically, yeah. you know, you there's a there's white and there's black depending on if it's just a carport where you're not uh, worried about it. Um, there's a company called right. Ames. Ames. Is it their website? Is it Ames Research? Ames Research, A M E S Research, and they make a product um, for the roof that you can just roll on, and it'll fill in all the nooks and crannies, and um, and find you know the some some hardware stores uh, carry it, um, but you you know if you go there, I'm sure they have. Uh, a dealer locator to find out, uh, you know, who it is, where you can find it. But they make a good product, and it's like a, it's almost like a, it's a rubbery, um, uh, it's a rubbery product that um, you just roll on, you know, and it's, uh, yeah, it's like an elastic, cool. kind of an almost uh, elastic uh, waterproof sealant. So it's yeah. been it's been around for a very long time, and it does a very nice job. Great. That sounds very good. All right. And it comes in different colors. Cool. Roll it on and you should be good to go. Happy Labor Day to all my brothers and sisters from Local 701. Perfect. I love it. Yeah, happy Labor Day. The best thing about Monday is nobody's working, hopefully. That's right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Be well. I appreciate you calling. Thank you very much. Bye now. 9.20 in the morning. You're listening to House March Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. Wait, what are you telling me? Hold on. You should... I was, uh, oh yeah, we'll take a quick break and we'll be back right after this. You're listening to Lou Manfredini. Here he is now, right here on House Smarts Radio. It was Labor Day weekend, I was 17. I bought a Coke and some gasoline. And I drove out to the county fair. When I saw her for the first time, she was Welcome back. there in the ticket line. 857 5574 Lou 8575574568 Happy Labor Day weekend This is uh, Ann calling in from uh, Northbrook Hey Ann you're on House Smarts Radio good morning Good morning to you How may I help uh, you I I have a perplexing problem uh, in my apartment it is continually covered with white, hard, dust-like particles. It's on everything. It's on my iPad, on my clothes, on my counters, on my stove, on my glass tops. One person has duct work done, and she still has white, hard particles. And um, we're also probably inhaling this. Mm-hmm. Can you help? So you have a forced air system in the house, right? Uh, it's an apartment. Right, but I mean, it, you uh, have a furnace that blows air and cooling? Yes. Okay. And you, one furnace. Right, but it's yours, correct, for your apartment? Yes. Okay. And when you go and look at the filter that is in there, or, or have you, have you noticed anything, any buildup on the filter at all? It is not available to me, the furnace. It's it's locked up. 
Oh, so it's so it 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 it, it is a, a furnace that runs multiple units. Yes. How many units? Just one. They're individual. They're individual. Okay, so individual apartment has its own air conditioning furnace. For you and and you, do you have access to the thermostat to turn to heat up or down or the cooling? Yes. Okay. Yes. And our and then one other thing: Are you renting or do you own this place? I rent, but I bought in. Got it. Okay. So the very first thing that I would do if it's an individual unit, so if if they all have their own individual heating and cooling systems, then you know what's happening to your neighbor shouldn't be affecting you at all because you're your own system. I would start with the, I would start with having someone inspect the heating and cooling system to make sure that maybe the ductwork needs to be clean or the filter needs to be upgraded to a pleated filter. Now, the other thing is, go ahead. Uh, she has her own separate furnace. She just had someone clean her, her ductwork. She still has the problem. Okay, but is this her problem or your problem? We both have the same problem. Okay, you both have the same problem. Okay, so yes. if so, now the, in this apartment that you live in, is yes. are there apartments above you, below you? Is there any construction work happening in the building? No, and uh, I'm on the top floor. Okay, and around you in the neighborhood, is there any street construction, uh, building construction, anything like that happening around you? Uh, not to my knowledge. Okay. Um, you, on a normal basis, do you, are the windows closed and you're running the air conditioner or do you open the windows? They're always closed. They're always closed. And do you see any of this residue around the windows at all? Uh, no. It's just in the middle of the apartment? It's, yes. Closets, countertops. The floor. Okay. Uh, okay. My dresser. So. My so this is not. So this is not the um, the the couple days to do this. But this is what I want you to do. I mean, we just are coming off some nice cool weather, right? Um, yes. When it cools off a little bit, I want you to shut down your air conditioner. Like, go to the thermostat and go to off both the fan and the you know, heating and cool, and I want you to dust everything, or actually, I want you to shut it off, wait a couple hours, dust everything, and leave it off for 24 hours. And in 24 hours, with the unit off, I want you to see if, in fact, the dust is still there or came back. Now, if it did, then it's something atmospherically that's happening around your building. Something's going on that's causing all this dust. If it's not, then it's located at the heating and cooling system. And if, mm -hmm. it's, and if it's an apartment that has their own individual systems, we just yes. want to ensure that, in fact, they don't share um, a cold air return or something like that that might uh, affect the air quality inside your home. But you need to do... Once we get through this, you know, 
really warm weather in the next couple of days, you need to try this for 24 hours and see if it helps. She, she, her, her unit's on the second floor. Right. Mine is on third. That doesn't matter. There's something, something's going on that we need to, we need to, we need to do the process of elimination to find out what's going on. And I think by shutting your system off for 24 hours and then dusting everything to see um, mm-hmm. if that improves it, then at least we can localize it. And then if it, we, if, if the dust is not there after the unit is shut off, then we need someone to come and inspect the unit. Oh, you feel it's with the air conditioning, with the furnace system? I don't, I don't know that yet. That's why I want you to try this little test. Yeah. Well, I thoroughly, thoroughly cleaned my black cooktop off. And in, in two days, it was just covered again with the right. substance. Right. Well, and, and that's why I want you to try shutting the system off for 24 hours to see <clears throat> if it's off and the dust doesn't come back. Then it's something with the furnace, and then we need to get a furnace uh, company to come out and take a look at it and see what's going on. I appreciate the phone call. We need to head into the WGN Radio Newsroom and check in with Dave Schwann. Time for Just Text Me. How do you do this? Maybe it's your fingernails. It's easy. Look. It's that easy. And sent. Now back to your host, Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. It's so funny. You can call us at 857-5574-LOU. You can also text us at that for our Just Text Me segment. Do you have some text messages that uh, we can answer this morning on Housemarts Radio? She's nodding her head. She's searching. Yes. I mean, you have a lot. Okay. Kind of just weeding through. Okay, Lou, what is the best way to remove Phillips head screws that have been screwed into hardwood for 50 years? Oh, wow. I mean, if you cannot get it out with the right number two bit, you may have to use something called an easy out, which is a, a bit that is essentially a reverse thread that you... Some some are self-drilling, some you have to drill a little hole in first, but then you apply pressure with a screw gun and um, with the drill on reverse. As you put the pressure and you use the drill, it digs in and bites into it like a screw and then pulls it all out. But there's a really good chance you're going to snap the head off. Um, and you know, you just, depending on what the project is and what you're trying to do, don't be surprised if that happens using what's called an easy out. You may snap the head. Uh, next Lou, what uh, I was waiting for your cue. Uh, what are Lou's rules when it comes to running the AC fan on all the time during hot, humid days? Well, they're not rules. They're rules. recommendations. My rule. This is it. Don't break the <laughs> rules. rules. Um, so uh, we've got these, you know, couple days coming up where it's going to be the hundred degrees or so. What I have, what has worked for me, and I've given this advice for a long time, and I think it works for a lot of you as well. Over eighty-five degrees and humid, right? Switch the fan from auto to fan on. Let it run twenty-four-seven. All that cold air is running down the stairs, um, going in the lower level. You know, if you can adjust the vents a little bit. You know, close the vents that are 
lower if you have a two-story home to provide more pressure and airflow to the upper levels. That helps. By running the fan on, what it does with the cold air returns is help to circulate that cold air. It works. The reason why you got to wait for it to be hotter is that it does cause the condensing unit to run less, which ultimately will save you money on your energy bill. But um, it will keep you more comfortable ultimately because it's going to constantly circulate the air. Below 85 degrees and less humid, the house can feel clammy because it'll it'll be cool, but you're like, oh, it's kind of like where I'm broadcasting um, from right now here in New York and the place I'm at, it is so cold. I, I literally have to go find, I, I took my jacket off, but I need to go find my jacket because I'm freezing to death. No, There's no humidity here. <laughs> Let me tell you. And, um, and so, but I don't, I can have no control over it. So it's just, it is what it is. And, but if you run that fan over 85 degrees, like now that we're coming into that really hot weather, just go click that bad boy on. Know that the blower fan doesn't use a lot of electricity when it's running and you're not harming the system or wearing the system out. You're just trying to stay comfortable when this weather gets super hot. How about one more? One more, Lou. This woman sent in a photo, and it's a stain on her newly installed hardwood floor. Uh, the stain is from the result of a dog urinating on a rug that was over oh. the floor. So now, how does she get this? Like, the installer said that they have to sand and restain the whole floor again. Is there anything else to help get that stain out? That's a dead dog right there. Ooh, busted. Um, I mean, the problem is that, you know, the installer, if they had to resand it all, I mean, if it's underneath the finish, I don't know what how you're going to get it out of there. I mean, it must have, my guess is the dog must have done their damage and then you didn't find it for a little bit and it soaked in. So depending on the coloring of the floor, there's not a whole heck of a lot you're going to do to wick that out of there. You could try, uh, what could we neutralize it with? It's not going to be really for urine. You know what? Can I tell you something? This is funny. So it's funny and gross all in one. So I mentioned to you that I have some rental property that turned over. An executive came to clean the carpets and did a nice job. Well, one of the bathrooms... And I hire a professional cleaning company to come clean the apartments. One of the bathrooms, there were three guys that lived in there. They were great tenants. I mean, I love these guys, and they moved out. But it is the most disgusting bathtub I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I couldn't let the cleaning crew do it. I felt so badly. So here I am on my hands and knees with the crud cutter, right, spraying it on there with a... a a scrubbing pad like in a circular motion try and then I took the cordless drill on the end with the brush and everything like that and it just wasn't coming out right so then you know what I did I sprayed it with Superzilla and I let it sit there for 10 minutes and I went to do something else and then I came back and like magic you're kidding that's on crazy a fiberglass tub I used a scouring pad right to really scrub it and I had and I had to I had to use elbow grease. It wasn't, but it worked. Try that. Take the Superzilla, spray it over the stain. This is what I would do. I would spray it over the stain, let it sit there. Then I would take a cotton rag and I would put it over the top of that and use 
like uh, something heavy, like an iron. Don't plug the iron in, but an iron that's heavy that you can put to help wick it up. <laughs> right. You don't even know what an iron is. Wait, but here's the thing. Okay, here's my trip to New York. So where we're staying, they have, what kind of hair dryer do you use? Uh, purple one. Okay. So last night we were going to dinner, Mary Beth gets ready. She goes, oh my gosh, I'm buying a Dyson hair dryer. Oh. Her hair looked fabulous. And it was because of the hair dryer by huh. Dyson. Yeah, we, we we featured the same thing. The not hair dryer, that. yeah, not the well, hair dryer. Well, it's part hair dryer. It's like half hair dryer, half curler. Remember? Oh no, no, no! That was uh, that was the that was Revlon. the that was a Revlon something. Yeah, yeah. Well, but this is the Dyson hair dryer that evidently we're buying now. Yeah. So anyway, take the iron, which you don't know what that is. Put it over the top of the, of the thing and wick it up and see. If not, your flooring guy might be right. You may have to do the whole thing. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. You're listening to House Smarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini, 857-5574-LOU. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. You're listening to Lou Manfredini. Well, so this is something that I did that I never thought that I would do ever in my life. Your favorite fixer-upper guy. I colored my wife's hair. Your handyman hero. Our friend Megan, who has cut our hairs for like 30 plus years, and she had dropped off the bottles, and there I am shaking the bottle, and I had the gloves. Your Mr. Fix-It. Part of it is, I think I could be really good at this because I have big hands. And so when you're working someone's scalp, you really got to get in there with the color. He's here to help you with anything. And I must say that I did a really nice job. Clearly anything. What's really funny is I've never paid any attention to this now, and now when I'm watching TV or something like that, I'm like, their hair color's not that good. <laughs> now back to Lou. It's all about working it into the roots. On Hair Smart, House Smarts Radio. I mean, when you come to New York, you see a lot of people with, uh, you know, different color hair. And I do watch and look. How do you do that two-tone hair color? That's got to be difficult. I can only do one color at this point. Say, how many people did you when you were waiting in line for the rent-a-car? That was my question. Like, how many people did you make friends with? I honestly stood for three hours waiting for the rental car, and I said not a word. What? That's so unlike I, you. But but the people watching was amazing. Hmm. The people watching was amazing. There was how do you all get that hair color? How do you how do you well, there was there was this one person behind me who had like a funny hair color and cut and cut and I did was like, hmm. I kept looking at this person and I really did and I was just kind of taking it all in there. For a guy that gets paid to talk for a living, sometimes I just like to be quiet. I know you've never experienced that. But I know I have true. not. <laughs> Something was up. <laughs> right, right. My my wife's like. Two words in 33 years that she has said to me over and over again. Stop talking. 857-5574-LOU. 857-5574-568. This is Paul in Arlington Heights. Paul, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. I think I have to turn off my radio here. Okay. Just for this phone call, then turn it back on. Okay. Uh, it's on. Uh, so I, I have uh, my front porch... Uh, was cement and we had it many years ago uh, uh treated with some spray on type uh paint sealer cement and uh 
it's over the years it's developed some hairline cracks at the point where the porch meets the the brick facing uh, up against it. So they're very fine cracks. I bought a a tube of uh, caulk. It's the right kind of the right color, but I you know my caulk job looks you know miserable and never been <laughs> able to get the hand on it. Right, right. But in any event, so I, I thought, well, what, what if I thin out the uh, caulk that I bought because it's the right color? So can you can you thin out latex caulk is the basic question to make it paintable? Uh, yes, but it won't be as, the hold won't be as tenacious. Right, so if I water it, I'm I'm seventy eight, so if it lasts five years, I'm probably good. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope it's more than that. But um, yeah, let's hope. Well, so here's the thing: what maybe not paintable, but what? Let's do this. Take a, how, how big of an area are we talking about, Paul? Oh, there's you know there's a section that's three foot long, and there's a section that's. Uh, you know, eight foot long. It's the I whole see. stoop yeah, yeah, yeah. area. Right, right, right. So okay, it, and you and this tube, you have like a full tube of it. I got a full tube of uh, caulk. Yes. Okay. Almond color. Got it. All right. How about instead of? Uh, well, let's try this. Um, take your caulking in one little section and squirt it out there, full strength. And then take a putty knife and draw it into those spots, okay? And kind of get okay. it to go into the crack. And then take a damp rag and sort of blot it. So, you're, you're, you know, you're going to have a little over. When you do that with the putty knife, you're going to have a little bit wider than you have on the crack, right? Yeah, for sure. But if you take the rag and you kind of blot it to kind of work it in a little bit, it might blend all in. And then it's... It's full strength, and the damp cloth will help make it flow a little better. But if you add water to caulking, it just won't stick. It'll, it'll be, I mean, it'll look like something, but it, I don't even think you'd get three months out of it, you know. But if you did this putty knife trick and then with the rag kind of dampened it, you might get away with sort of making it look like almost making the cracks disappear, but also improving your ability to caulk the whole thing. Yeah, because uh, I, if I try caulking it like I tried dis- doing some caulking in the back patio, you know, right. she'll kill me because I made a mess. What happened to Paul? His wife killed him. He did a terrible caulking job. <laughs> terrible caulking job. She right. took the caulking and put it where you the <laughs> You know, that would be kind of a... Someday, maybe when I when that when when the the good Lord takes me, maybe when I, if I not that I want to wake, but maybe have a caulk tube in my hand. That would just be kind of a fun conversation piece, right? Just there with a yeah, tube absolutely. of a tube of NPC solar steel, right? I always talk about that, right? Just holding on to it, right? Be kind of a fun thing. Try yeah. that. Will right. you do me a favor and try that trick, and you know, hopefully you live a long yeah, life. I'll, I'll give it a shot. What if, I don't have anything to lose. I mean, right. I'll have to wait for a cooler day. I'm not sure, yeah. No, not in the next couple of days for sure. No. Hey, you got one quick one on cement? Sure. My my driveway looks like a jigsaw puzzle with cracks. You know, they, they go the entire width of the driveway, which is probably 18 to 20 feet, and I got them in multiple spots. And over the years, 
uh, you know, it's uh, heaved, so I've got, you know, cracks that are above the one below it and some that are below it. Does it make any sense, or have you ever heard of grinding down that area where it's it's uneven and doing a, you know, seal-type coat paint uh, over the cracks? It doesn't have to last, you know, 50 years because... What I would probably say is you're probably a better candidate for um, Permaseal offers this system called poly level and they can yeah, come yeah. and they can even out that concrete. So they can lift the areas that have sunk to bring it all back together and actually tighten up those cracks. And then you could caulk them yeah. and clean them all up. But I wouldn't put any kind of on a driveway where we live, Paul, the thing is, you put some kind of coating on the top. I mean, even to your point about will it last a couple of years? Maybe, but it'll start to peel and check and not look good. Uh, the only other yeah. way, the only, well, instead of grinding it, what you could do, and, and like people like Andreas, who I just talked about, they can do this too. They can just come out and saw cut. If you don't want to replace the whole driveway, they can go where those cracks are and saw cut it, right, and take out two feet patch it in with new concrete and just go width to width and you know it'll be different colors but it'll be consistent and and flat so that's one option for you as well that could possibly work thank you so much for the phone call i really do appreciate it the news is next from the northwestern medicine newsroom don't go away we'll be right back thank you so much for listening to house marts radio i so appreciate it nice to be with andy dave schwan Lindsay, thank you so much for producing. Bob Ferguson for pushing all the buttons. Have a wonderful, safe Labor Day weekend, everybody. We'll be back next week with more House Smarts Radio. Have a great weekend.